Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, January 17th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to find out what the UofL College of Business can do for you. On from 3 to 6 here today on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here in the pilot's chair. Trevor Kelsey, once again, in an Eagles t-shirt behind the glass, producing the absolute hell out of the show. TK, he's got the Randall Cunningham on today, counting down the hours until... Giants Eagles Saturday. You're getting an Eagles shirt every new one every day. NFC Championship bid on the line. He's feeling good. He's looking good. He's not at all scared that the Dallas Cowboys are coming for him. Two of those three things are correct. The looking good part is a little questionable. He is. uh, First of all, let's just address it right off the bat. You're gonna say the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. I'm the elephant. No, you're 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 gambling. Fat joke there, buddy. Your gambling (laughs) is the elephant in the room. Uh, Last night you had two multi-team, multi-wager bets that were about to hit. All you needed was one, the Bucks to cover, and two, the Bucks to win, and you would have been a very rich man. You would have been diving into the studio like Scrooge McDuck. You would have filled it up with gold coins. You would have I, been... I you you got, probably would have quit. I'd be getting a new sink to, tomorrow. You probably wouldn't be here today. You, be, you probably be, would have left the, the radio business. Take, you, know, you don't need me. You don't need this. Yeah, really? You wouldn't need this. And uh, instead, if I bet more than 50 on him, I would have maybe been able to do that. <laughs> instead, you're here. Instead, I'm here. Thanks, Dallas. Appreciate that. That's all you got. I mean, I figured I, you're. I, I wanted a TK rant. I should have known. Well, because I, I feel like I've just been down this road before. I, I've told you a few times. This is probably about the fourth, maybe fifth parlay, like multiple team NFL parlay this year. I've gone like six out of seven. You sound like me talking or about seven the, out of eight. You sound like me talking about the basketball team. I know We've done this before. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I'm really? <laughs> I did. It's what it is. And then there's probably people that are like, oh, that's why they're that parlor so hard, Trevor. It's hard to go eight for eight or six for six or five for five. You're kind of the stupidity that built Vegas, not, you know, the people that get them. I, I get that. That's why you get paid, you know, good amounts of money when you bet 50 bucks on a, a large parlay. But to keep going like just one short every time, like multiple times this year. Come on, man. It's like, again, the only thing that I ever bet on. Throw, I, me, I, throw me a bone, I man. pay attention to gambling. I, I, I sports bet for a very, very short period of time in college. I quickly realized it was a bad idea for me. Um, and I didn't. The only thing that I do, I still I, I bet on horse racing. Not as much as I used to, but. We came on horse racing during the show. 
Well, when it's Oaks Day, yeah. When it's Breeders' Cup Day, yeah. I mean, I can at least say I haven't bet on sports during, well, on, well not this show maybe, but others. Just, others shows just on special that. occasions. I mean, if I didn't bet on during the show, the Oaks race goes off like while we're still on the air. So there's there's nothing to bet no, on once no, you no. get off the air. Uh, Derby Day, of course, is different because we're not on the air. But Oaks Day, yeah. It's, uh, yeah I'm betting. Breeders' Cup Friday. Yeah, I'm betting. But besides <laughs> that, no, I'm not bet- I'm not. I'm not throwing out random bets at like, Del Mar, which Del Mar wouldn't be running during the show, but like Pimlico on oh, a I Thursday. Know. I mean, I, you could bet Japan racing maybe right about now. I think that's more like 2 a.m. Is it? Because I've been there before, too. Because I'm on the 10 Spires. I've bet, I bet on uh, races in Japan. I have gotten into a lot of runs where it's been like, I like betting a lot of pick fours, and it'll be like first three legs, boom, including like a 28 to 1 long shot in the second or third leg. Huge payoff coming no matter who wins. Well covered in the fourth race. Ten horses in the field. I got the top six. All I need is one of them to cross the finish line first, and bang, doesn't happen. I mean, but I've never – now, I can't bet on, you know, during this radio show because, unfortunately, I have to go across the river to make my bets because the people, good people of Kentucky are just completely ass backwards in their mindset. What are we doing? Even though you can, you can bet on horses, I can't bet on humans. It's the dumbest thing in the world. The absolute uh, dumbest thing in the world, I mean, but we've we've crossed that bridge before. Well, I have to if I want to make the bet. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I don't, don't get anything. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and of course, I'm gonna bet on this weekend coming up. I'll I'll bet on all the games and see if I can parlay those well into getting everyone I'm right. I mean, you almost went six for six as far as picking winners, which would have been. And you yeah. and I both yesterday at the end of the show, we both were like, the more I look at it, the more dumb this feels. Like I, I don't know if it weren't for Tom Brady, the Bucks bet would feel dumb. They haven't been playing well. The Cowboys had one stinker at the end of the season. I even said I was like, I, I don't. Looking at this more closely, I don't know. But I'm just picking the Cowboys because I think McCarthy will do something stupid. That's why I just don't trust Dak and I don't trust And it turned McCarthy. like it didn't even didn't even come down to that. Turns out the kicker is the only one that almost cost. What Good you God. What was the final? I turned it off when it was. 31-14. Okay, because I turned it off at 31-7. I was like, I'm just done. I'm, I'm tapping out. This may be, just to, to address this right at the beginning, this may be a Trevor-heavy show. <laughs> okay. I'm not feeling great. I, I had I just strung together a... Nice little string there of, of feeling well for a few days in a row. I was feeling good and just got hit like a Mack truck uh, late last night. So I've, I've been struggling today. So this, may, if I don't make sense or make less sense than usual or pass out or something, this could be a Trevor heavy Well, show. that's not good. I didn't get much sleep last night either. I I, I decided— Cowboys that had you up late? Well, yeah, and then you know that led to me wanting to, to, to try to forget about the game, which oh, led boy. to me wanting some ice cream, which led to— uh, I had a little bit of a toothache last night. And then, Did you fall asleep on the toilet again? No, no, I fell asleep in the office chair, though, because I had to sleep. Because Again? Well, when I get a toothache, if I lay down, it makes it, for some reason, when I lay down, it, it makes it throb worse. So I have to sleep sitting up. And so I can't. I, <laughs> Can we get somebody on? We need a dentist. Support oh, the show. I mean, I know get I, on board. Help Trevor out. I no, I know what I get it, pay to get it fixed. I'm just cheap. Well, we, I'm saying maybe we can get a deal. Maybe, maybe maybe if Dallas didn't win last night, we can get something worked out. Maybe we can get some sort of, you know, dentist on board, do a few reads, let Trevor do some reads, get some free dental work. <laughs> so that long, Hit us up, dentist. Long story short, I kind of slept. I had to sleep kind of sitting up to get a good night, to actually try to get some sleep. But every time, the problem was, was I, 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 had, I had to put my, I put my sleep apnea mask on, so I'm sitting on like the edge of my bed, and I'm starting to fall asleep, and then I'm just like, I'm almost falling off every like five minutes. It doesn't sound like a good setup. It doesn't so, sound like a setup for a productive night of sleep. And then I'd lay down. So I was like, okay, I'm going to lay down. I'd lay down. I'd sleep for like maybe an hour and I'd wake up. So 
So it was it was a little up and down nights, a little roll up sleep for me, but. I'm here. I'm got it. I got your back, Jack. Thank you. So, so we're both struggling a little bit. I can still talk. I may, means, I may not make much. I may make like less sense than I actually do normally, but I can still do it. That's what I want. That's what we need. So, this opens the door for you guys. We love the text line. We utilize it heavily anyway. But we don't have weird Wednesdays anymore because football season's over. And now, a lot of times, most of the time, we have actual basketball games on Wednesday to get to. But today, we're kind of Ooh, sandwiched. A little taboo Tuesday. Yeah, a little taboo Tuesday. We're sandwiched in between. Reaction from North Carolina on Saturday, which there was you know, a little bit of. Yeah. No game tonight. And then, you know, how much can we really talk about Will Pitt? We'll do that tomorrow. We'll, we'll discuss a little bit about the Kenny Payne, L. Ellis, Sidney Curry press conference today because there were a few things said that, that warrant attention. But for the most part, we're kind of an open book today. We're, we're, we're sort of wide open. So this is a, a chance to get weird. doesn't have to be sports. doesn't have to be anything that has anything to do with what we're talking about. If you want to direct the conversation, if you have a question for Trevor, if you have a question for me about anything whatsoever, hit us up on the Thornton's text line today, 502-414-1450. This is a great day to get weird. It's a great day to text us, and it's a great day to download the Refreshing Rewards app because it's going to save you money every time you need to fuel up. Also going to save you money inside, and for a limited time, it can hook you up with a free breakfast. If you download that Refreshing Rewards app, you're a new Refreshing Rewards program member. You're going to be treated to a free breakfast sandwich and a free drink of your choice, coffee, tea, what have you, anything you want. Thornton's can hook you up for free. 502-414-1450. You ever seen the Book of Eli? No. Movie sucked. There you go. We're off and running. <laughs> Taboo like, Tuesday. You said, you said we're an open book. It's made me think of that movie for some reason. Taboo Tuesday. Something else, something else about the NFL, though, did bug me last night watching the game. And it's been bugging me for a little bit, though. Okay. Okay, so the NFL, I know you've probably seen them promoting the Pro Bowl, right? No. You just don't watch as much NFL as I do. I guess man. not. Okay. I've seen the, I, I saw the list of the competitions they're going to do. This yeah, season. and they've been promoting it. And, and one of the things they've been pushing heavily is this first ever flag football game, right? Right. I don't, I don't know if, I, I thought for the longest time, maybe I was just having like an acid flashback or something. And I had to, talk, I had to text a couple of friends about it last night. Am I the only one that does not remember they have done flag football before? And the the rookie from Georgia tore Robert his ACL. Robert Edwards destroyed yes. his ACL yes. doing it. Yes. And they were like, well, this has got to stop. And so now That's what, my first thought when you just said that. And so what now they're assuming what has now been, what, almost 20 years probably since that happened? It was God, it's been a long time. It, it, and now that one was in a sand, by the way. Right. But not that that would probably help any because I think that would make you. No, it hurt. I mean, yeah. So. I, I just I don't know why they're sitting there promoting it as if we don't like do we do these assume that no one it hasn't been on Twitter so that no kids realize this or do they just think we're that stupid that we're not going to remember that it was the very first thing that I thought of when you said that yeah I mean exactly thank you okay so I'm not alone in remembering that this poor guy's career was ended because he did a flag football game at the Pro Bowl that was what year was it that? was right it was Jordan he was the Patriots running back he just finished his rookie year. Because he still played, but he just wasn't as good. Well, he's never the same. I want to say it was early 2000s, if I'm not mistaken. It was 1999. Oh, okay. Well, close to 2000, yeah. Yeah. So it's been 24 years, so I guess they assume everyone's forgotten. He rushed for, in the 98 season, his rookie year with the Patriots, he rushed for 1,115 yards and then blew out his knee at the NFL rookie flag football game in Hawaii during Pro Bowl week. I want to say they replaced. that was Almost had his leg amputated. He's Wow. Because he was the replacement for Curtis Martin, I believe. They sounds like, about right. I think he went to the right. Jets and and they and they drafted him. He was told that he might not walk again. That's how bad the the ACL tear was. A lot. So I'm, 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 I'm assuming this is why the NFL doesn't want you to think that there was a flag football game before this one. Like especially, 
I'm glad they're not doing it in sand again because that it does. John Ramsey playing flag football or sand football with his boys a few uh, years ago tore his ACL. So, so sand would be worse. What would they play it on grass? I guess in, or turf. I guess in this situation, I would assume just it'll yeah. be in the line. It'll be in, yeah. in the Death Star. So which yeah. is appropriately named for the situation. But yeah. Uh, so I mean, but that would be so. So turf would be safer than sand. Yes. How so? I don't. I can't. I'm not a doctor. I can't <laughs> tell you the answer. I would guess it has something to do with. You're trying to turn, though. <laughs> yeah, it's softer, but also like you turn and your foot's still deep, deepening in the sand. That's going to twist that knee in all sorts of different directions. I can see how that would just, again, not a medical perspective here because I did not. I was not a great physics student growing up, not a great <laughs> biology student growing up. Didn't do great in the sciences. So I, my opinion is is not. I once took a biology class. Okay. <laughs> They finished it, did well in it. As long as you took one, that's Completed all that matters. Completed it, you know. That's all that matters. awake during it, but I was I once took a class. I do like some of the other events in the Pro Bowl. I was kind of interested in, like the the golfing one. I'll like, watch. Like that. That's something though. Like, but I mean, why would you want to even participate in the flag football? I mean, that's just. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do any of this. That just seems dangerous. Just send me to Hawaii and let me like get drunk. Well, they're not in Hawaii anymore. They're Vegas now. Oh, they are. Well, send me to Vegas. Let me get drunk. This, that might be the only good Pro Bowl move they've made in 20 years is to move it from Hawaii to Vegas. Didn't the players like love Hawaii, though? I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. Just, I mean, but they're allowed to gamble now somewhat. Well, unless you're Calvin Ridley. So, I mean, I just. I'm not familiar with that reference. Calvin Ridley's the one. Does he have a gambling problem? He's serving the one year suspension this year for gambling. Oh, that's right. Well, he's he's one, not in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, anyway. he, he quit on his team last year because they were losing. He didn't want to play, and then he decided to go gamble, and he got busted. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I was more than anything else this, uh, last night because I, I was rooting for the Bucks just for you. I don't like Tom Brady, but I also don't like the Cowboys. But I knew you had money on the line. Thank you. Thank I was more you. upset. You're so about, sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me. <It's> like <laughs> cough right in the mic. I was more upset about the fact that the game wasn't close than oh, anything else because, boy. like, I. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to watch. We were getting the kids ready for bed at the beginning of the game, and I'm like, all right, now very excited to have something to watch tonight. Let's watch some football. I've watched almost all the games this weekend. Let's cap it off Monday night. And by the time I'm like ready to start watching, it's the Cowboys had just scored their third touchdown to make it 18 nothing because Mar was going to miss another. <laughs> now he hit, so he hit the fourth one though. He hit the fourth no, one, but he didn't miss the one. field goal. No, no, because he missed the. No, he missed. He missed the three. Four. He missed three extra points and a field goal. Right, and then he made the the last extra point, and, no, and he it, made one field goal. It was four field goals because he had twenty four. Because I remember making the joke, he's got the golden sombrero. Right, he made. So he missed four extra points. Then, then because that would put him at twenty four. They should have been at twenty. I thought he made two field goals though. He well, he would have been. Yeah, that would have been. No, how many points did they have? Eighteen plus three plus three is twenty four. Plus had, seven is twenty one. Is thirty one. They had twenty four, and he missed four extra points. Oh, he missed. So, so they so he made one field goal. Well, no, that wouldn't make any sense. No, how many points did they score against? They scored 31. So it was, sounds like they. I thought he missed three extra points and one field goal and then made sounds like two they field made goals the extra point. And an extra point. I thought but, he made the last one. Yeah, so that would have been, yeah, and he missed the first four, so he went four out of five. Well, we'll we, can, we can look it up, but regardless. It was I was a, hoping he would miss the fifth one, too, and go for the platinum sombrero. Why not? I mean, do you play him next week? <laughs> Legitimate question. I mean, after, after three, I just—it's like you just—you're not even feeling bad for the guy anymore. Now you just want to watch him miss, see how many he could do in a row. I did like that. Knoblock and Ankeel were both trending, even if you had no <laughs> idea what was going on. You knew that somebody had the yips. Oh, uh, the knob. 
I'll never forget one of my favorite jokes ever made, and no one ever gets it. You might be the only person that gets the reference, but it was over at Cardboard Heroes. It was like right after that Knobloch stuff had happened with the whole second base throwing incident yeah. or first base throwing. And someone actually came in our store asking for a Chuck Knobloch post. <laughs> and I just remember being like, we don't have them. And the guy got mad. You'd be, you'd be utterly surprised how people would get upset when you don't have something of their favorite player. I'm not, I don't even know if I could take time to talk about the Massey Modine and uh, not Modine. Uh, what was the Dallas stars guy? Uh, Matt something. Madonna. Madonna. Mike Madonna. The woman just ripped me for like an hour in there for one day. Because we, Mike cause we wouldn't have Mike Madonna 8x10s. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just one of my favorite stories. But this guy comes in, he wants to check Nobuck poster, so we don't have him. He gets mad. He's like, which, of course we don't have him. He's like, why don't you have him? And I just, out of nowhere, I was like, because uh, Keith Olbermann's mom owns the company. <laughs> and then you get the joke, I hope. Yes. Because that's who he hit with the ball when he threw it it's over. It's a good them. joke. And like, no one else got the joke. He didn't get the joke. He just kept yelling at me about not having Chuck Knobloch. Why would posters. you have a Chuck Knobloch poster? I mean, that's a very good question. How here in Louisville, Kentucky, do you not have a Chuck Knobloch poster? I don't. Was, this isn't even like right after his rookie of the year campaign, and everybody was like, new kid on the Knobloch. You know, that whole gimmick. And now this was like Yankees throwing it over the first baseman. Like, just completely forgotten about Chuck Knobloch. One of the weirder things that's ever happened. Like, I, I did, like, genuinely feel bad for him. Because I remember they would do, like, in-depth stories. Like, he would meet with a psychiatrist. He'd be fine in practice. He'd be fine in, you know, warm-ups. And then the game would come, and he just couldn't do it. Just just could not do it. And Rick and Keel, same thing. Like, it was yeah. just one of those bizarre mental things. And you're right. He was... Uh, to the bigger cases the of kicker the kicker was was one of five last night from extra points. Like I, I hate to say this because he's gotten you this far. He's been your kicker for a successful season that's led to you being one of the last eight teams still standing in the NFL. I don't think you can play him next week. I mean, do you give him props for at least giving him the fifth shot? Yeah. I mean, what option? Do you have? Like, I mean, most teams only carry one kicker though, right? Like, yeah. I mean, carry, it's like, not hard to get a kicker in there and replace. Yeah, him okay. over in a week though. I but. would. That's what I'm saying. Like last night, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna go for two when it's thirty to fourteen. Let him kick, but I'm not, uh, I can't have him in the NFC in, in the the divisional game. Your your coach uh, saw the little clip of Dan Campbell on uh, with the Mannings. I guess I don't watch the Manning casts. I just I'm just, I know I know every time I see like the clips on Twitter, it makes me chuckle to a degree. But I never I, I watch the regular TV broadcast every time. And I guess they had Dan Campbell on there right before he's about to miss his fourth one, and they asked him, you know, what do you do, coach? And he's like, I pull him aside and say, Hey, you get this one, we're good to go. You miss it. Get a new job, basically. I mean, you're I, done. <laughs> I mean, I'm still saying you're you're gone. Unlike unlike though, unlike Coach Campbell, who's a, who's a bright future, Mike McCarthy's like, get on out there, buddy. Yeah, over four. What's the worst? What's the worst thing that happened? Right. It's, it's. He's been there a while too. I know. It's. I mean, you'd hate to do that because of that. But let's say you play him next week in a what should be competitive game, and he costs you a chance to play for the Super Bowl to to, to go to the NFC Championship game. Like that's. It's not like you don't have the data in front of you that says this is possible. I mean, do you make a knee-jerk decision like that or you just assume he had a bad game? Like, if it cost him the game, I get it because I've seen... Unfortunately, I mean, four that, extra that, missed that, that's points is led, the record. That's what led the Eagles to have to get rid of acres. He missed three field goals against the Packers and they released We're talking them. extra points. The, I know. Well, extra points are a little... I mean, they're like 35-yard field goals. Nobody now. had ever missed four in the history of the NFL. <laughs> and he did that in the playoffs. <laughs> and now that's... Still, I'm proud. Now it's in his mind... <laughs> Now, I mean, imagine that you're in the same situation they were in with with Romo, the fumbled snap 15 years ago. Like, if it comes down to a 
gimme 28-yard field goal, or it comes down to an extra point. Let's say it's 31-30, and all they need to do to, to force overtime is a tight extra point. How much faith do you have in this guy right now? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It seems cruel. It seems wrong. I'm getting a new kicker. Now, do you still release him, or do you bring in a new kicker just in case he misses like the first extra point? In the I'd end? probably bring in a new kicker just in case. I mean, that, that you might as well just like just tell the guy, you know, you're on. At some point, you've got to be like, dude, you got one job, and you failed it at, a, <laughs> at an historic rate last week. He still kicks off and field goes too. He's got, I guess, well, let him do that. Job, yeah. let, let, he can do that. That's fine. Let kick the ball in the end zone, which everybody can do now. We got somebody else to kick field goals and extra points. We're gonna try to be as nice as possible, but at the end of the day, it's a business. It's the stakes are never higher. You don't get many shots at this. We want to win a Super Bowl. We want to play in a Super Bowl. Sorry. You can't play. This year, he was he actually led the league in extra point attempts and only missed three all season. I missed, again, it's it's the yips. Unless he has a valid excuse. Unless like his he had a blister he, on a toe. He's last missed night. six and four years out of 134 attempts. Get him out of there. It's mental. He missed four last night. It's mental and it will rear its head again. It's I hate to say it, sad, but if it was just one, two, it's whatever. He missed four in five attempts last night. That was so perfect for Dallas to lose that game because of the way he missed next. I mean, I was hoping. When, when it got 18 nothing, I was like, please, God, let him lose by one or uh, let him lose by a field goal. 20, when it was 24, I even tweeted. I was like, just let this be 27-24. Ah, it would have been brief. That would have been just so beautiful. I mean, unfortunately, the, last, the uh, after a great weekend of football, the first and last games are probably the least interesting. Which, yeah, the standalone game, I get why they picked I mean, this the one. first one at least was entertaining to a point if you're a Niners fan because it had a lot of highlights and you got to see Debo run a big It was run at least and... competitive for like a half. Oh, yeah. Seattle let it halftime, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the the defensive touchdown kind of ruined it. But then, but all the rest of the games, we had a good weekend. I get why you picked that game as a standalone game. America's team, Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about but that. But the game sucked. The game yeah. sucked. I don't think they, they, don't think they were hoping. Brady but, sucks yeah, now. You, He's done. Whether you think the game is going to suck or not, you had that had to be your Monday Night Football game. Is there a part of Tom Brady now that is like, I could have just kept my family intact and just not played this year? Hey, Tom Brady, you can get any family you want. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady can come in here right now and just let's take say his for family. the sake of, of saying that he did, he enjoyed having a family, he enjoyed Giselle, and he enjoyed his kids and being with them. You gave it all up for an eight and ten year. Well, I don't think he's going to not see his kids again. I don't think he's like, yeah, but, but and the judge is going to be like, you know what? No, you went you, back but, to but play. He, like <laughs> having like the nuclear family, having like a yeah. mom, dad, kids together. Maybe he enjoyed that. Maybe he didn't care. Maybe, but yeah. regardless, him playing this year cost him that, and he's did it for an eight and ten team that that sucked. That's the worst part of the eight did it for an eight and ten team. I mean, does he return to Tampa? Does he go somewhere else? Does he return at all? I mean, at this point, yeah, you're puck committed. Like you got to play until your arm falls off. Now, I mean, we could have an off season where two quarterbacks on the market are Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady. <sighs> I'm already sick I of mean, the two, two completely different styles, two completely different points of their career. But I am get so off two sick of the Lamar conversation already, and this is a it, oh, it's like you, the one you. it's the one time that this conversation I actually have a rooted interest in, like the trendy hot NFL topic that usually I'm like bring it up again. I'm flipping the, the channel, but now it's Lamar Jackson, a guy that I care about, want to see him have success, and I'm already. I, I can't stand the well, the debate going on, and it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop anytime until it happens. It, it, I would assume the trade, even if he does get moved, it's probably not going to be till March. Uh, it'll be there sometime around or around March, maybe early April, mid April during the draft, and then if it doesn't happen during the draft, then I mean, I don't see it happening actually. 
I so I give you that you got to maybe, probably should be done talking about after April, other than you know talking about where his new home is. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's that, but like the whole was he actually hurt? Is he not hurt? Is mm-hmm. he should you, like, just there's no way to know. And I'm, I'm sick of people debating the severity of his injury when like. What happened to giving the guy the benefit of the doubt? He's there's nothing that's been said by anybody. There's nothing that's been said by Lamar that would indicate this is anything other than him having a knee injury. And yet we're still like, well, if it's this, if if it's this much of an, a PCL, if it's this much of a whatever tell, like he could have played. He could like we're just everybody's just guessing, and they've got nothing else to talk about. We've got nothing substantive to add. You got Steve Young and RG three just screaming at each other about this before the game yesterday, which is just it, it's all just silly at this point. And it doesn't matter now. Ravens I'm assuming Steve Young is the manly man. Get out there of course, and play. Yeah. And, yeah. I would have done anything for this. And you know, RG3 is like, well, it ruined my career. So maybe you should listen to me. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but anyways, I'm, I'm sick of it. It's not going to stop. It's not going no, anywhere. Not gonna be. I, I'm, I'm intrigued to find out where he ends up. I mean, I'm, I definitely I got that's. I'm curious about it. Yeah. But like right now, when we're not getting the I mean, conversations about this that have nothing to do with that specifically, don't interest me at all. I mean, I feel like the odds are high that he does still return to, to Baltimore, though. But there's a part of me that wants that to happen. Like, I, I, there's a part of me that thinks that Baltimore has just always been the perfect fit for him. He clearly has a good relationship with Harbaugh, or at least had a good relationship with mm-hmm. Harbaugh. They catered that offense to him, and they always have great defenses. Even when people think that they are going to have average defenses, the defenses end up stepping up. No, and they were just banged up this year. They were, I mean, they were good for the most part this yeah. year too. Well, the like, secondary got banged up for early part of the season. <laughs> that Miami game in particular, where they made the comeback on them. That's well, they, yeah, yeah, but that was with Humphrey and Peters both out. But it was still a, for the most part, a, a team that relied heavily on its defense to get it into the playoffs, and that people thought had a shot at making a run in the playoffs because of its defense. And with Lamar, you know, if he had been healthy, who knows? I think that it's still a good fit for him. I just. I don't know how much damage has been done, though. I don't know if it's damage that's repairable. Would you be okay with him coming to the Lions? Of course. But Jerry Goff's kind of balling right now. Balling at home. You looked at his road numbers. Well, that's that's Jared being Jared. Oh, well, I'm sorry. But, I mean, in case you don't forget, you only you play even number home and road. And unless you're just settling for 9-8 and eight or 8-9, eight and nine, then you might as well. He was fine on the road in the second half of the season. Really? Because the Carolina game would differ. That's the cost. one game that we lost away from home. And hey, the, it's the one game that cost you the playoffs. No, what? I mean, you could, it's not. You can't say that. We you started win, one and six. You win that game. No, you win that Carolina game when you're hot. You go. You go ten and seven. You're in the playoffs. Well, okay. You win the opener against the Eagles. You go ten and seven. You're in the playoffs. Yeah, it was different. That was a different Lions team. I mean, you can't. Say, I, I'm not going to pick the one game where they played poorly in the second half of the year and be like, well, I will. It was a bad team. Okay, but they, they started one and six if they win any game at the beginning of the year. You know, and that was the one game that he played poorly. Yeah, you know, he didn't lose to the Panthers, the Eagles. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about your point of golf playing away from, poorly away from home. He was fine away from home outside of one game in the second half of the year. He was fine against everybody in the second half of the year outside of that one game against the Panthers. He played well enough for us to win seven of our last nine. Yeah. Including on the road in Lambeau. Including on the road against Lambeau. Suck it, TJ. Uh, 502-414-1450. Um, I, I do want to – we'll take some text after the break. I do want to – I think my favorite answer from a UofL basketball press conference happened today, which is saying something because wow. more than more times than not, the press conferences this year have just been Blah. kind of frustrating because you're hearing the same things. You're not getting – and L. Ellis, I'll give him credit, gave the best answer to a question 
that I've heard this year. It is kind of sad, but I, I appreciate his honesty, and, and we'll play that for you after the break as well. And then we'll get to some of your texts. 502-414-1450. It's a taboo Tuesday, as Trevor Kelsey calls it. Whatever you want to talk about, we're going to get weird after the break. Let's make it happen. 1450-961. Keep it locked right here. Awesome songs. I mean, who else goes from Metallica, Master Puppets to to Wishing Well by uh, Trent, uh, Trent Darby? I saw. Uh, <laughs> I thought of you last night. There was a on Instagram. They like these like reels just like pop up for you. Reels are just like videos. Come on, the Facebook. No, uh, but on Instagram, like they just have like it's it's called reels. Yeah, I see. I see well, they put them on Facebook. I guess the too. same because yeah. they're owned by the same company now. Yeah. But like they'll just like they'll pop up on your feed, and it's annoying. Usually, they have no. Like relevancy to me, it's just you know ones that are well viewed nationally. But it, this one was this daughter is criticizing her mom has like boxes and boxes of CDs out, and the daughter's like, I'm trying to explain to my mom that I can find these songs in like one second, and she can. And the mom's like, I don't care. She's like, I got rid of all my albums, and then albums came back. I'm not getting rid of my CDs. They're going to make a comeback. And she's like, if I want to listen to Boingo Bongo, right here. I haven't heard them in a while. I want to pull it out. All I could think of was, was you playing some Boingo Bongo. I don't know if I have. I, you know, I do actually have my book of CDs still. I got mine stolen in high school. I mean, it's, it's I, got, I think I, I got maybe two of them. But I'm, I mean, they've got so much, it's been it's probably got like so much dust. and The zip up case and stuff. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. It's in there still. Yeah. And a lot of them are blank CDs that I had burned because yeah. I had a buddy when I uh, when worked at Wix back in 01, 2000. You know, it was the um, the prime of, of burning music off the internet. Sure, and he would just charge you like three bucks for the disc, and, and you'd give him the, the list, and he'd he'd, uh, he'd he'd make your CDs for you. That's see, at least he was an an honest man. There were people in high school that would be like, "It's like fifteen bucks for your songs," no, no, and then they no. would screw it up. Like half the songs would be messed up. They'd be like some weird version where it skipped, and I'm like, "I'm not paying fifteen dollars for this." this no, is terrible. I, other than being a little dirty on the basketball court, he was a good dude. I miss my old CD case. <laughs> got stolen, like somebody broke in my car in high school. He told me that. Yeah. My poor my Lumina got broken into like four times. I'm knock on eighty nine Lumina. Knock on wood. I've never had a car broken into. Ridiculous, absurd. I was so like, I, you know, I was always. I'm not a morning person. I'm always like in a daze when I have to do anything in the morning, especially back in my school days. And I was like getting into my car to go to school, and I saw glass all over the passenger side seat. I don't know how I would react to that. All well, all I could think of at first was. It was a terrible storm the night before, which is when the the thieves in our neighborhood used to apparently break into cars because you couldn't hear, I guess. And I was uh, Andy Dufresne breaking yes, the pipe. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, lightning must have hit my car. And then I looked down. I was like, oh, my little stereo system's gone. 
Probably not the Lightning that did that. And <laughs> all of know. my CDs are gone. <laughs> Probably not a coincidence here. I've heard Lightning likes to jam. <laughs> it took me like 20 seconds to put two and two together. I was like, oh, somebody just broke into my car. Not cool. How was your sound? Did you jump a bumping sound? No, I didn't. I had like the cheapest. like you Because I didn't have, it was an 89 Lumina, not outfitted with a CD player when I got it. So you had to put in like the little stereo Was thing. it the retractable face? Exactly. What? Did you, leave the, why did you leave the face on it? Well, mine I don't think had the retractable. Oh, okay. but it was like, the same type. The first car I ever got was uh, like a Sabre or something. I can't remember. I bought it from a buddy. It's right before I went to Western. And like, I thought I was going to, I was like, this is going to be, I'm going to be like, you know, exhibit. I'm going to pimp this ride. Cause I've never, <laughs> I've never had anything above a cassette. <laughs> Mike just fell. I knew this was going to happen. Not, not Mike Rutherford, the mic itself. Now I'm really, the, the swinging mic that I have to use. Chest, the swinging mic that I have to use. Now I, I am holding it like a TRL. <sighs> Do you have the screw in there still? It just fell out, I guess. And none of the other mics work, according to... I think Calvin was in here, and he was like... Dave told us Dave. Thing, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like, this one sucks. That one's scratchy. That one you can't use. The blue one's... You, the one only, I was like, oh, it's the only one I can use is the one that's not attached properly. <laughs> and now that just fell into my chest in the middle of a show. Like me with a remote holding the mic. Things move a little bit slower I guess you here. can steal the one that screws off the other mics since they're not going to work and use it. It seems like way too much work. <laughs> Opposed to holding Well, the other ones have like actual outfitted screws you have to like undo the entire thing to get them out that one had just like one screw yeah out. things move a little bit slower here at big x studios you think you leave that's the, OG the way we like it <laughs> at least the lights work right they, they do so i'm just gonna i have to hold this the rest of the show now and this thing is heavy at the break we can sure we can figure it out i'm already not feeling well guys come on i don't even know what you were saying so where your mic interrupted my my epic story sorry i'm sure it was had everyone riveting going what the hell do you do to that poor saber uh, no, I had it. I, I thought I was going to pivot. So I got like a $140 CD, like my first CD ever, like player in my car. I was so excited. And the retractable, I still have, don't have that car anymore. I, I ended up getting in a wreck and having to fix it by bungee cording the, 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 the uh, hood down. It wouldn't latch. So I had to put a bungee cord on it and hook it down. Which I've had that happen anytime you ride behind a truck, you fear for your life. <laughs> like you just know you're getting about to have that Tommy boy moment. You know, without the oil can in there. I think we just. I don't know why I'm trying to get this mic screwed back on while we're talking. There's no way I can make this happen. I, I, guess, do it during the break. I guess there's no point to the story, but the long version, short short version of the long style is that I still have the face the face to that CD player. Look at you. I have. I, I think I had two more stolen before I even left for college. I don't think I ever had another CD player in my car. I've got a CD player in my current car, but I don't have any. I use it. I mean, I used to. I never understood why I got targeted more. Now it's more. like auxiliary like, cord is what you want so you can plug everything else in. I had the, I mean, none of my friends in high school had really nice cars. I mean, there were some kids at Trinity that like, yeah, they'd come to school like Beamers at parents. And it was, I always thought that was just so silly. So Most, Trinity. Well, more Santa X than Trinity, but, oh, but still, I mean, it is. But I'm still just, part Trinity. DJ did have a convertible for his first car. See, exactly. I mean. Most of my friends, they were like, you know, their parents gave them the, like, I got the car that my brother had from his mother-in-law. Like, he, like. It just got passed down, passed down, passed down. And that was the the Chevy Lumina, like eighty nine. Okay. It was worth. We looked it up on Blue Book. It was worth two hundred dollars. Did, did it have the crank uh, window or did oh, it yeah. automatic? Oh yeah, crank window. You had crank window. So most nice. of my friends had the same type of like their parents. Even the ones who like had money, their parents were like, "We want. We're not going to give you a nice car. We want you to know what it feels like to have a crap car for a while." Oh yeah, mine was an eighty eight Grand Prix. But mine was easily, I think, if not the worst, one of like the three worst of the friends that I had, and. I was the only one who consistently got broken into. And it wasn't just at my house. It was like in front you think, of- You think it's the rich kids that were doing that just to, like, just to make, you, make you know you're back keeping your place of being in the poor car? 
No, I don't think that's what's happening. <laughs> I think people saw my They're like, there's no way there's any sort of security system on this thing. And I can see he left his CD sitting out in the passenger side uh, seat. So I'm sure he's <laughs> it's easy to just break into this thing. Yeah. And I think one time I just like left it unlocked and it got broken into, which not really is breaking into. It's just kind of opening and stealing. There was a time where I just left the keys underneath my car. And when I was driving this little, uh, what was that little white car, little sports car, little thing I had? Little Miata? No. Uh, give me an A. Accurate? Not accurate, maybe? My friend had a racing, bad. The racing Accurate. It was, it was a little car. I mean, it, it was... Two, two seater, you'd be surprised to see a big guy like me in it. But I always had small cars because they were cheaper, and I couldn't afford the bigger cars. There you go. And uh, this is why I lived over in Norburn, over there by uh, not far from where you live now. We've been doing this right now. We would just uh, I'm screwing this in while we're talking. Not, I just dropped the, the keys underneath the, the driver's seat and just left them in the car all night. Nobody in radio history has ever been more bored, well equipped than I am right now. Look this is incredible. You. I'm talking and I'm screwing this in. Look, boom, You're done. Talking and screwing. It's you are just a multitasking. Screwing and talking. Yeah. This is how you get to the places in life. Um, are you a dirty talker? Trevor <laughs> There's a. I love it when I make you uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I think anybody would be uncomfortable. To- <laughs> I disagree. This is not a radio conversation. I had this problem on KRC. They were always willing to open up to my questions. Well. Maybe it's the morning they figured no one was listening. I guess. I don't, that's <laughs> shocking. Uh, this is going to fall in my lap in like five minutes anyway, but whatever. For, gonna, for now, we're good. All right. I sent you a couple of clubs. Oh, did you? Yes. Uh, check, your, check your DMs. Ooh. We're going... Stop. <laughs> what? I get this. <laughs> Everything weird today. Um, it's a taboo Tuesday. <laughs> I, I got a... I got some Kenny. You're going to play the second one first. Okay. Oh, the players. Okay. Kenny Payne and L. Ellis and Sidney Curry met with the media today. It was a standard press conference for the most part. I thought there was one Kenny Payne answer that was intriguing. And I thought there was one L. Ellis answer that I absolutely loved just because it was so brutally honest. You know, Kenny Payne has been talking about this team doesn't know how to win. They need to play with more confidence. They need to recognize that they're, they're at Louisville, that they're the big dogs. And somebody kind of, I don't know who's asking the question here, but asked L. Ellis, you know, Payne was saying earlier, because Payne went first before the players, he'd watched video of Pitt, Louisville's tomorrow night opponent, and he likes that Pitt, they talk a little trash. Like, your guy gets a couple of stops, he's getting in the other guy's face, and maybe he'd like to see more of that from you guys. And I loved L. Ellis' response to that. Here it is. Kenny talked yesterday about how, uh, and this is for both of you guys, that, uh, like one of the things he really liked about Pitt is he was watching the North Carolina game and a guy made a few shots and he got in the defender's face and told him about it. Does he does he tell you guys about that kind of thing? Does he want you to have that kind of confidence, that kind of swagger? Yeah, he does, but, I mean, <laughs> it ain't really much you can say when you're 2 or 16. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be talking crazy to dudes like they're not winning games. That's the first thing they're going to say. So I just try to play and just try to get the win, honestly. I, I love it. Like the most honest and best answer you can have. It's do you wish that the team had more swagger? Yes. But it's hard to just find. Like, I mean, Ellis is like, what do you want me to say? You want me to get in somebody's face when they're, you know, North Carolina reigning national runners up and I'm sitting here with a 2 and 15 record? Like, all I can do is play. Play my hardest, try to win games, and get us out of this position. I thought it was it was brutally honest. It was you know, unintentionally funny. I think he was just giving an honest answer to the question, and I, I really liked. I like I like L. Ellis a lot. I, I know that his game frustrates a lot of people, and that's certainly understandable. He still is a little bit reckless with the ball. I would counter by saying he's being asked to do so much that it's almost impossible not for him to to be reckless at times because he's the like literally the only off the dribble playmaker that we have 
and that's not his fault. I think he's you can fault him for his defensive ability, which certainly we've talked about on the show. He always seems like he has a strong desire to win. Like like he's the one guy that you look at, or one of the guys that you look at and say, this clearly means something to him. He's not just going through the motions. He wants this, he desperately wants this to be different. He's doing everything that he can. He's been doing everything that he's been asked. And he's also just sort of a a, a straight shooter. And I I really enjoyed that honest answer. I thought it was refreshing. I enjoyed the honest answer. It made me chuckle. And I agree with him. Like going into a game, you really can't. But if you're in a if you're in a game, I don't care if you are two and sixteen and they're sixteen and two. If you dunk on um, Baycock's head, then I, you, you need to talk some trash to him. Or if you if you know you you cross over and break the ankles of uh, um, another pit player like when, when Kimbo did it to Brittany Griner, then you, you you sit there and you 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 run your mouth to him a little bit. I mean, there's no reason to do that. I get you can't come into a game and you know pumping your chest at two and sixteen, but having that kind of swagger in in the game in the heat of the battle. The records be damned. I think that's the kind of thing Kenny's looking for and hoping for. And I get and and, and his answer just kind of sums up the fact that it's hard to get over mentally over that hump that we can be that kind of team. Well, it's it's an acknowledgement of where they are right now. Like you know, what he's like, if I say anything to somebody, the first thing they're gonna say back is two and sixteen, and I've got no counter for that. Okay, I get that again going into a game. If you're in the if you're in the ten minutes into a ball game and you dunk on somebody and you and you, you know, pat your head or whatever else the kids do nowadays. We used to crotch chop and patting heads probably a lot more sensitive, but the, in the galaxy, you go, you're two and 16. I'd be like, yeah. And I just crammed on your head. What's your point? And then he'd be like that you're two and 16. Okay. Come back and try to block me again. What's me cramming your head for two out of 16. I mean, I, 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 I just, I, in the game, you got it. You just got to have no fear a little bit. Again, I get, he plays with no fear for sure. And, 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 yeah, and but I gotta, get what he's saying. And, and it's, I, and I knew too, but he, it's like the old analogy, you know, you know, when you throw an interception, you forget about it and throw it another one. You know, the gunslinger and quarterback analogy. I mean, just you got to get there and just, just yeah. Talk. But when you've thrown sixteen interceptions and eight pass attempts, then I think you have to remember it a little bit. Still, talk, I mean, that's again. But if you're in the middle of a game, it doesn't matter what your record is. Not to me. And it shouldn't matter to him. I mean, it, if you do something, it, it, does, it does matter to you, though. I mean, Curry tried to cram not on what, somebody not too long ago, and he missed <clears> it. But if he had. I'd hope he'd have thumped his chest and given a little, you know, shimmy dance. <laughs> Listen to what you just said. He tried to duck on somebody and he missed. But if he hadn't, yeah, I mean, if 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 we were sixteen uh. and two, I'd be all about them talking trash to everybody. They're not. <clears throat> it, it's the end of the day. I the, mean, honestly, two and sixteen, you can't walk into the like the opening tip off and be like, "We're going to crush you." No, you got to you got to you got to do it in the game. I mean, you've seen him kind of do that. I mean, he was going nuts when they scored earlier against uh, North Carolina. He was clearly talking trash. He was going nuts. But at a certain point, like when you're in the midst of like a a heated back and forth battle, like you've got to records be damned when you're in the middle in the middle of a game. Records be damned. Maybe wasn't that game right then and there. But I think he's. Well, Jesus Jones is right here, right now. I respect it. I think that it's a it's an honest answer, and I think it's probably the no, way that he feels. It is an honest answer, and I, and I get where he's coming from, and it, was, it made me chuckle as well. But I, I just don't want the attitude in the once the, once the ball hits the air and in, in the in the game is going. I don't want I, I want you to look at this as if you're zero zero, they're zero zero, and this is war. I mean, I think they try that, and then I think they, you know, they, they, they lose by miserable. double digits. Yeah, they, yeah, that's that's the way it goes. Now, Kenny Payne was asked. I mentioned a few weeks ago, every social media post that U of L men's basketball puts out there, and it's starting to stop because I think people are losing interest anyway. But like back when people were still a little bit tuned in and just more angry than apathetic, 
every response to a U of L Instagram post or a U of L Twitter post, somebody was saying something about Fabio Basile, like play Fabio more, start Fabio more, get Fabio at the point. People are asking questions about Devin Ree. He's a four-star kid who's going to LSU. Why is he not playing? Why is Zan Payne getting his minutes? Why are some other walk-ons getting minutes over him? And Kenny got asked about this today. Like, like, you know, what do you say to the fans who say, try somebody else? Other guys. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm looking through the bench. I'm looking through practices. I'm evaluating everything, every single second of every day. Um, I tell the guys, listen, I'm, you're being evaluated. You're being evaluated by the world. We, who knows? I know how many phone calls I get from all over the country about this program and what's going on and how they look and how they plan. When they play well and they lose and when they play bad and they lose, I'm getting calls. California, uh, all, of, all over the country. So that's one part of the evaluation. The second part of the evaluation is within this circle. I have to evaluate where you are, who you are, how did you get here, how can I help you get better, and you have to understand that my evaluations or our staff's evaluation affects do you get on that floor or not. So there are two evaluations that are happening, outside the circle and within the circle, and there are ramifications for both. To me, I mean, that's that's Kenny Payne basically saying – Fabio Basile and Devin Ree aren't good enough. I'm seeing them every single day. You guys aren't. That's why they're not playing. I mean, that's. I mean, it seems like he's kind of getting run around answers saying that. Yeah. First of all, kudos to him for taking all those calls and stuff and time to listen to this show daily. He does. He loves it. Uh, but we love you, Kenny. Let's win some games. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, show some out right there. I'd have gotten a technical when they called that BS uh, offensive foul on, on, on Ellis Miles in North Carolina for the kickout. That was a horrible, horrible call. Did you say Ellis Miles? Or Ellis. Ellis. <laughs> Else Miles wouldn't. Else Miles would have showed some fight. I promise you that. Else Miles wouldn't have turned down and been like chuckling. He'd have been like grabbing the guy by the throat. Two and sixteen, be damned. Uh, I don't know about that. Else is a, yeah, a warrior. He ain't taking no crap. Uh, he's from Compton. The the um, yeah. I mean, Kenny. I, I, you know, that's the only thing we can assume is just just come out and tell us they're they're playing like crap and and in practice. I know it's kind of a nice subtle way of doing it, but. He's basically saying these guys suck. Like, like he got asked, the, the question quit, was... Get, yeah, quit, quit it, trying to tell me the grass is greener, the backup quarterback, yada, yada, yada. The question, it, it cut off the very beginning of the answer, but he was asked about, you know, people are saying they'd love to see some other guys get some run, maybe that would help fix the problem. And he started off by saying, what other guys? <clears throat> you know, it's, it's the only two scholarship players that aren't getting any minutes whatsoever. Or been seen at all, hardly. Yeah, yeah I mean, Basili played, Basili played his most minutes of the season against Western Kentucky, and that was easily Louisville's best performance of the year. It was. And I think a lot of people are seeing that and trying to to say, look, I mean, one plus one equals two here. The guy played more minutes in that game, played more off the ball in that game. We scored 94 points. We haven't scored more than 72 in a game besides then. Let's maybe try that a little bit more. And Kenny Payne is sitting there saying, no, he's, he's not good enough. He's not ready to go. And I don't think that Fabio Basile is the cure-all answer that a lot of people seem to think he is. He's... He's he looks rough when he's in there to me. He looks lost defensively. He's bricked a few layups the last couple times he's been in there. He's really struggles to go left. I think he can be a good college player in a few years. I think there are reasons still to play him. Uh, having said all that, like I think there are reasons to play him. I think he gives you a better chance to get quality minutes with L at the two than playing Hersey at the one right now. If we're being just 
frank about it. And I like to get out playing that too and be able to kind of move off the ball a little bit and get kind of into to a groove, and then you can put them back at the point. And this is a bad shooting team. Let's Why not let just Devin react? He may be lost. Maybe he's not giving you what you want to see in practice. In a game where we need offense desperately, and let's say L is, is having a good game when it comes to beating his guy off the ball and drawing the defense into him, just let Devin Reed go out there and shoot a few threes. Like, just, you know, if, if you want to take him right out, treat him the way that David Padgett treated Jordan Wara, where he would put Jordan in. He was he did the Rick Pitino thing where if you're not going to play defense, I'm not going to play you. And he would still, he put Jordan in. Jordan would hit a couple threes, get us back in the game. And then he'd take just Jordan right, right back out. And do that. Maybe Devin Reed can be that guy for you. We need outside shooting. We are a terrible outside shooting team. And also, I mean, if he's a guy that you think can help you down the line, and maybe Kenny Payne just, he's hearing this and he's saying, he's not. Like, I, I see him every day in practice. You guys don't see him at all. He is not a guy that's going to help us big picture. I don't like his attitude. Whatever his rationale is, he's clearly not doing the things that, that Payne is asking him to do or the staff is doing. Because otherwise, look, there's playing time up for grabs here. You're 2-16. and 16. I mean, yeah. Re- Reed's the only one we haven't even gotten, like, a whip of. Like, Barely at all. I, I, I agree with you. I mean... You, you can argue, you know, the whole Western Kentucky part of it, and he did play well, and we talked about it after that game. And, and But he has been in, in the sporadic moments. And people get, he, I mean, he didn't play a lot of minutes that Western game as well. He played, like, what, like 10? Was that it? I mean, it was only 10 or 11. He didn't play a whole lot. But it was just that stretch he was in there. Started the big run. Made the two nice plays. He did, like, the reverse layup and had the steal. And, and also, again, it just you could just feel like Ellis kind of feeling a little bit more a little more natural coming off the ball and, and just long enough that then he moved back to the point and he's in the groove and it, yeah. it, you were good to go. And I, and I, and I said, after that game, I would like to see that a little more. And we have not seen it very much. And, but in the times that we have seen Baselli in there, he, you, you're dead spot on. He does struggle going to his, I guess his left. And he obviously has missed some layups. He depends, not that everyone else doesn't struggle defensively, but he's not among, a shooter either. Yeah. Not a great shooter. He's, he has shown the reason why he's a high school senior. Playing probably mm-hmm. not ready to make impact freshman numbers, let alone as a high school senior, uh, in what he is. But the re like we just we don't even get like we don't even have that to look at. Like like he came in what was the game he came in, he took like one he played like one minute. I don't think he even took a shot. He got a turnover and then he was out. And the game before that, I think he did take one shot and like it did miss. And he was in there for like maybe three or four minutes and he was taking that. Like I just Devin Ree is He's made every game that he's taken a shot. He's made at least one. The last game he didn't even take a shot. I don't think played North. He played four minutes against North Carolina. Did he really? I think at the end. Okay, I'm yeah, I blanked out. At that and point. that was the the first time he'd seen the floor. Basically, he's been in in mop up duty since the Maryland game where he got 12 minutes. He went uh, two of five from the field, one of three from three. So he's taken. He's only taken eight shots this entire season. Five of those were in one game. He's four of eight, of eight from the field. He, I mean, we've seen just so he's little. Gotta he's have, one of four from three. I mean, I he's don't done know. nothing. We haven't seen anything. From There's got to be something attitude wise. Yeah, I mean, he's played. He hasn't. I mean. He twelve minutes against Maryland was easily the most he's played this season. He played six against Miami, five against Florida State, both in in mop up duty. Three against NC yeah. State. He just, yeah, you know, we're not. We have we have no idea what we have with this. NC State game was the no score, and he had the turnover only, right? Uh, he had a block in the or NC the, State game. A block, okay. He he only has one turnover this whole season. Oh, well. Florida State. One turnover. I mean, they're alone. Should get him a few minutes. Yeah, that's the one that just confused me. I'd like to see him get a couple minutes in there as well. He's got no assist to one turnover this season, which is actually probably the best ratio on the team. I mean, what, what, where do you put him at? I mean, you don't want to take James and Ellis. I mean, you could run a three-guard rotation with him, James and Ellis. Yeah. 
I mean, then I mean, you put trainer at the four and and Curry at the five or BHH at the five, one or two. I mean, you can. There's lineups you can do with them in there. There's nothing you can try right now that's going to be like people are like. Well, you can't do that because <laughs> it might screw things up right now. Try anything. I mean, yeah. We're just, what's what's going to happen? We lose by fifteen. Exactly. They, we, we put them in there for eight minutes and they go on a sixteen to two run. I think that people like people aren't clamoring for Devin Reed to play. Like he's the end all be all answer. Like he's a guy who should be playing twenty five minutes a game. I think what upsets people, and this is, I guess it's touchy for Kenny Payne when they see Zan Payne getting minutes that they think should be going to Devin Reed. I mean, Zan, this is last year of eligibility. Even if you think that he has earned minutes over Devin Reed right now. If you're looking big picture, which Kenny Payne should be right now because the small picture is bleak, if you're thinking two or three years down the line, maybe Devin Reed can help you get to where you want to be, and maybe he needs those minutes more than Zan Payne in a, let's be honest, lost season when you've got two wins here in you know, mid to late January. I think that's what upsets people. Like, We don't need Devin Reed to play 25 minutes a game, but we need him to get the minutes that are going to Zan Payne and every now and then... Um, Ashton Miles DeVore is getting some minutes. Um, maybe people were saying he should get some minutes over Hersey Miller. Like, I mean, I, and I see the point there. I mean, it's so, unless he just thinks that he's like a lost cause and he's going to be gone here after this season anyway, in which case, trust KP. I mean, give him, I mean, just rest Withers a few extra minutes. I mean, does that make maybe have a lesser chance of winning the game? Maybe, but we're 2 and 16. Who gives a bleep at this point? Exactly. I mean, this is the time to experiment. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want it's college, get, get weird. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's college. It's taboo Tuesday. This is no one's going to talk about this in two months anyway. You get a you have like a two month free pass here to just get as weird as you possibly can, try some weird stuff, and maybe it'll help you next year or a couple of other years. What down happens down. in the two and sixteen season stays in the two and sixteen season. We're all going to repress this anyway. <laughs> exactly. The moment the final buzzer hits in Greensboro in our last game, we're all going to try as hard as we can to forget everything that just happened in the preceding five months. Now, if you maybe you know, I don't know, just put them out there. What? And Panel Payne's not getting a lot of minutes, but like you said, it's just even if it's two minutes a game, can we just at least let rehab those two minutes? For I think that's the people's. I mean, that's people and leave him for five and and run, run James at the point for God's sake. Let Ellis take a breather. What, what, what's what's going to happen? They're going to go on an eight nothing run. They were going to do that anyway. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we promised that that segment we ended up playing the clips and talking about those. So we'll get to the text line. Taboo Tuesday. Anything is on the table today. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. We'll take your guys' thoughts coming up in hour number two. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Rolling on next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Yeah, he survived lupus. He did. 
That's definitely my favorite part of the entire vacation movie is when it helps defense steel. <laughs> um, Kim, this song's better than Kiss by Rose, right? I like Kiss from Rose. <sighs> Fuck okay. Is it because the movie was so bad? What movie was it? It was Batman and Robin. I don't know if I ever saw it. But I did hear that it was terrible. Oh, yes. It was. I just remember liking the song. I had the CD. I mean, Somebody the CD- gave it to me as a birthday present. <laughs> was it one of the ones stolen? No. Well, probably. <laughs> they left. No, ironically, that was the one. <laughs> I don't know if it made it in the case by the time I got to high school. I was like in fourth grade. But uh, if, if it was, it's gone. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely not in the, the Rutherford family house. It This would be, by the way, today, would have been Muhammad Ali's 81st birthday. Oh, I didn't realize Happy that. birthday to the champ. Birthday. Uh, would have been nice to celebrate, but uh, he's you know, living a better life now. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. I don't know where to go. I don't know how you're going to transition Seal to this, but okay, let's, let's, let's test it. I'm not going to do that. Because I had a question for you. Give me the question. Well, because you just bringing it up, you know, you were in fourth grade. What was the first tape or cassette? Was it, were you a cassette right at the beginning? I had cassettes before, okay. I, before I had CDs. And I was with you as cassettes as well. I was I was old enough not to get records, but I had, I had records later on, but nonetheless. Uh, what was the first cassette you remember getting? I see, The thing is, I remember getting cassettes. I don't remember any of them. I, I do remember the first two CDs that I ever got. Okay, that's okay. Which how old were you when you got your CDs? Then you would have been it's like sixth grade. I think oh, it was like well, yeah, then yeah, yeah. I knew I had. I knew I bought cassettes. I can't remember though what I got, but I do remember like I had to get the ones because I was starting to get into like rap and R and B. But I had to. I wasn't old enough to buy. I had to get find like two CDs that I wanted that didn't have the parental advisory Damn, label on them. Gore. And the only ones that I could get that I kind of wanted, I got LSG, <laughs> and I got Wycliffe John the Carnival. Wow, okay. I mean, that makes me feel a little old because I was the Fuji score. Yeah, I remember buying... That, that was my first, but I was just... I had that cassette. <laughs> yeah, I remember buying those together. But cassettes, I remember having... Like, I was... I listened to 90s country a lot because it's what my mom listened to. Listen like, to what? 90s country. 90s country, okay. And so I think I had some of those, like maybe like Vince Gill, like Garth Brooks, stuff like that. But I don't remember ever like going in and purchasing any of them. Like, I had some... I had cassettes early on. I just I can't remember the exact chronological order that I received them in. I just my memories go back to about eighty seven, eighty six. So, like my first cassette, like I knew I had Wham Make It Big was one of my favorite cassettes. Nice. Uh, the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack cassette, which I bought at a yard sale. I remember as a kid in the neighborhood, jam that thing constantly. Love it still to this Love day. It. And then one of my earliest memories was like my eight. I want to say it was Christmas of eighty seven. Because eighty, it was either eighty seven or eighty eight. When I got my uh, first Walkman, which I, I remember this wasn't this Walkman, but I remember years later I'd get the Walkman with the digital radio dial on it. I thought it was the coolest. Oh, thing. I didn't. I never got one of those. Oh, I, I had the old school Walkman. I, I, I was in, I think, I want to say it was a freshman by the time I got it. I thought it was the coolest person that had the digital radio on it. Can I say real quickly? Yeah. I remember you know, back, you know, nowadays, all everybody runs with music playing. And like, I remember I wanted to run with music. All I had was one of those like CD player Walkmans, like the tiny thing. I would, before football, in like when I was 13, 14, like seventh and eighth grades, this is like the summers of like 96, 97, maybe 98, I'd run around our neighborhood holding the like disc player, the, oh, CD, the, buy, the mini you, CD you, player. You didn't buy the yellow one? The, no, the, I didn't the have it. The proof ones I didn't that, that he used to sponsor. And, I, yeah. and yeah, I had to like hold it really still while yeah. I was running or else it would like skip. 
Oh, yeah. I'm like looking around. I must have looked like the biggest idiot in the entire the, world. Tell the kid who runs around now with their AirPods in and have the, have the I'm, cassettes. And, and then, I yeah. can only pump with one with my right arm because I'm holding the CD player with my left and trying to keep it as steady as possible as I run around that the neighborhood. That was a visual for the YouTube channel. Yeah, right there. there you go, guys. Doing it again. Well, I'm holding my own. This is how I do it. You, you can't show the example of holding it because you have to hold the mic in the other Exa- end. Yeah, exactly. Right now. Which is holding up. <laughs> My handy tool man working here is, is is holding up. So I got my first Walkman that Christmas, and the one of the first cassettes I remember getting was "Appetite for Destruction" by uh, by Guns N' Roses, their debut album. And like the reason I got the cassette was because my mom like bought it for me, but she wouldn't. My grandmother was like looked at the thing. She's like, "I'm not, what what this is the devil's work," you know. And my mom had to get me the uh, Walkman, and I, so I could listen to it because I wasn't allowed to listen to it outside of the. You know, uh-huh. the airwaves and i i was told that i and i to this day still have pretty much that entire album memorized but i would walk around singing it out loud but on the curse words i would just pa- i would just i would clean myself i'd you know not gonna give up i still have something st- i would stop like that, like that and yeah. i would keep singing like i wouldn't i didn't say bleep or anything like that like i do here now but you know i would just kind of pause where the curse words were and if you can imagine appetite for destruction had a decent amount of curse words in it. There's still songs like that that I'll hear to this day. That in my mind, I'll skip the the curse words because like I was started listening to it like when I was like 12, and like I just I only had the edited versions. Yeah, it's, and I used to love. I, I was would always put my head my Walkman on and go to. I always love listening to music when I go to bed. I still do to this day. I'll, I'll put a podcast on or something in my ear and wake up and try to find the earbud that fell into my bed somewhere out of my ear in the middle of the night, but. Uh, it was a little easier doing that than it was the Walkman days of putting a Walkman on and playing cassette, play on the cassette. And now, did you ever listen to a tape so much you wore it out? Not that I remember. I bought. See, I had to buy Appetite for Destruction at least three times. Really? Because I kept wearing out the cassette. I, I had to buy so CDs much. that would get scratched. Like, that oh was, yeah, yeah, more or in my case, stolen. But one of the first CDs I remember buying was, and this was when the old long box CDs, when you know, you know, what I'm talking about. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, it was the uh, every uh, Bobby Brown "Every Little Step I Take," which came out in '89, I believe. That was one of the first CDs I bought. That I went. I remember riding up to Target on my bike and buying that, and buying Skid Row, like those two CDs at the same time. Really? One of my first, one of my first CDs. Yeah. Uh, let's take some text here. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The first text that I see is the most recent one. It just says, "Who references the new Vacation movie?" And that one went straight into the memory black hole. Well, there's only—it's not a very great movie to reference, and yet you did. You like it? I don't think I ever saw it. Was that you? Didn't never watched it? No. It's—it's a—it's your basic continuation. Now, I mean, if it had Tom Cruise in it, people probably think it's worth an Oscar. But you know, (laughs) it is what it. I mean, it's—it's pretty much the same kind of movie. Was Tom Cruise at the game last night? By the way, he was. They went Tom Cruise. Here's the order they went in. I was wrong to write this down. Tom Cruise. Hulk Hogan, John Daly. I saw the pictures of John Daly. <laughs> it was like, like does that your three people you go with? Can you pick any more crazier group of three? No. That'd be a hell of a party, right? I've got a one of my best friends. Actually, my best friend. He is a huge Cowboys fan, and he loves Tom Cruise. And last night, like right at the beginning, of the, I wasn't watching, but he just texted everybody. He's like, it's over. Cowboys by at least three touchdowns, and he was almost right. I can't remember. I guess Tom Cruise is a Cowboy fan. I don't know why he was. I assumed he was there for Tom Brady. I just assumed everybody was there for Brady. Oh, because it was in Tampa. That's yeah. right. Yeah, because that's why Hogan was there. He lives in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, Texas says, we offered an unranked JUCO today. I'm not sure if you covered it yet. Uh, I saw something about 
a, somebody getting an offer on Twitter earlier, but I didn't know didn't notice the time. Is that I didn't I haven't seen that. I don't know if they're talking about the Davis kid that I know we offered in December, who's a JUCO. I remember that his first name is Corin uh, Davis. I don't know if that's the same player. Regardless, it's not. It's not easing the fears of anybody right now when it comes to. Well, I believe on three dropped almost all of our guys down to three. Well, stars that's football. Today. Okay, I think we're talking about basketball. Oh my bad, I'm sorry. Corin uh, Davis is averaging 15.7 points per game right now at uh, some JUCO, Paris Junior College. Sounds. Good. I was zealous about it. I was more excited when you sent me the David Pageant tweet uh, text last Do night. Do you like that? <laughs> I don't think offering junior college players, especially ones that don't have star rankings, is not going to do anything to alleviate the fears that, that I think people have right now for Kenny Payne on the recruiting trail. It's certainly concerning that Louisville doesn't seem to be trending for any of these five-star prospects that we've been going after that you know we, we thought we were going to have a shot with in the 2024 class. I mean, 2023 is, is done. We've established that already. If you are trying to get guys for next year in the 2023 class, you know, unranked JUCOs are as, as good as anybody, I suppose. But it's <laughs> it's not going great. Unranked JUCOs is about as good as I guess it can be. Because <laughs> there's a long history of unranked JUCOs who've made impact in the, in the Division One level. Look, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I mean, <it's... laughs> I, I mean here's we, something for you. Apparently, what do you want from me? Apparently, Arch Manning lost his ID again. I saw that yesterday like, too. How many times does man lose an ID? <laughs> um, Texas in the five o'clock hour yesterday, Trevor claimed to have gotten fired, but then explained that he just quit. Then he admitted to selling narcotics live on well, radio. First of all, and Mike just said, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I did. I think all that did that. <laughs> all the J Town movie store. Um, yes, I technically did quit because I knew I was going to get fired. It was a confusing story to follow. Also, went home with a lot of rentals that day that never came back. Okay, now you're just. <laughs> oh. I used to have a very extensive VHS collection. <sighs> I believe it. Texas says the intro song was on a Hyundai commercial this weekend, maybe during the playoffs, inspired by Trevor, obviously. I've heard that. It, it's on a commercial. I hear it all the time now. It's the that, That's Hollywood Hogan, right? The, well, it's bow, 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 Jimmy Page. Bow. Not Jimmy Page but, Jimmy. but that's the Hollywood Hogan song, right? I'm screwing things up constantly. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the song, right? He did use that, yes. So it's on a commercial now. Every time that I hear it, it's on pretty frequently. It's all okay. I can think of. I had noticed, yeah. It, it, it does. The Hendrix song does get obviously associated with Hollywood Hogan now more than anything. Okay. Uh, text says, "Can we hear more about your celebrity death text text thread?" We do. Have, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it, I think that we talked about this on the, my podcast recently. Okay. Um, a group of friends and I have a a text thread that's dedicated just to letting people know when celebrities have died. Okay. Because. I've, on other groups that we've been a part of, we'll be like, oh, my God, like, you know, Betty White died. And people are like, I don't care. Like, let's keep it. And so we decided to just take the people that are focused on, we're interested when celebrities die and make it into a text. Our our thread picture is a picture of Betty White looking gorgeous. Um, and that's that's how we make sure that we know we're on top of things. So, I mean, did you did you 
contribute with the uh, the death of the uh, the wire actor yesterday? Who died from the wire yesterday? The guy that played uh, the captain. What? I forget his name. Daniels? No, no. Somebody sticks with Jimi Hendrix. Not Jimmy. I know it was Jimi Hendrix. Damn it. <laughs> oh, Volchek. Yeah, Volchek. Al Brown. Yeah, Falchek. Falchek. Um, no, I did not know that. And apparently, that Kiss from Rose was Batman and Forever, not Batman and Robin. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, sorry, I get the horribly just disgusting Batman movie they mixed up. My bad on that. There one. was a run of bad Batman movies. Yeah, all the of them 90s. after the first one. Pretty much, I like the first one a lot. <laughs> I like. Listen, I, I'm not a Tim Burton guy. I love the first one. It's Michael Keaton's still the best Batman. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Bale, you can suck it. We have back to back text here saying, uh, yes. TK heavy shows are the best, and then right after that, Trevor is the worst. We're, we're, well, a flavor for all people. Worst at, at being awesome? Yes. Or the worst at, at what? I mean, I, maybe I'm the best at being the worst. Texture says, has Trevor discussed the 6-12-18-24 challenge and what would be his order? I'll say what? I vaguely remember this. I remember it being inappropriate, but I can't remember exactly what it was. This is a thing like 10 years ago, I want to say. Which is why I apparently have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, it's six, twelve, you, twenty-four. You, I, you have to do four of. You have to do four different things, and you get to choose one of them. You have to do six times. One of them you have to do twelve times. One of them you have to do eighteen times. One of them you have to do twenty-four times. It's like a. This is kind of like a uh, the the kiss, Mary kill type thing. Sort of, but you have to do. Let's see what it is without receiving. Hold on. One must in any order or combination run. This those number of miles, drink that many beers, eat that many donuts, and masturbate. But there's that's three things before options. It's no, it's four things: running miles, running miles drinking beer, drinking beer, eating donuts. Oh, and masturbating, wanking okay. it. Did I do that in that order? Or? In 24 hours. No, you you get to choose which one you can do. So if you would say like, I want to eat 24 donuts, I want to drink oh, 18 okay. beers, I want to run six miles, and I want to wank it 12 times. Well, we can already guess which one's getting the, the lowest number for me. I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't run six miles anyway. So, I mean, but I'll give it to the miles. Uh, 12 would be the donuts. Twenty. Uh, no, the 12 would be the beers. Uh, what was the next? It would be 24 and then 48. No, <laughs> 48 would be a lot. It's already a lot. It's 6, 12, 18, 24. Okay. Uh, well, the last one will be wanking it and then, uh, then donuts will be served to last. 24 times in 24 hours would be... You're, oh, man, I'm not a young man anymore. Uh, yeah, that's... It's a, even if you are a young man. I mean, 20-year-old Trevor, that's nothing. I, don't, I disagree. But, I mean, 42-year-old Trevor, 43-year-old Trevor, yeah, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to grab one of those big hams from here or something for in between. Maybe get a, get a case of Gatorade. TJ texted him, by the way. Hey, TJ, what up, buddy? Shocker, but Trevor lied. Oh, of course he... My first car was not a convertible. Oh, he, he's so And full it was of built bleep. in 1986. He's so full of bleep. He knows it was a convertible. He's calling you out. No, he tries to... Act, he gets mad because he's the rich kid on the show. Even, <laughs> even, though, even though Roush owns horses and has an above-ground pool. Roush owns horses? His family owns horses, yeah. Damn, I'm jealous. Yeah, and his, his family, with, he's related to the Brahms, I mean... Yeah, that's and that, that's why I couldn't be on the show. Like it was, you had the two rich hosts, and then I was they had to replace me with a guy who once won the lottery. So I mean, like, I was like, did. I was like, I'm the sore thumb here. He's a great better too. He's about to win five hundred dollars. <laughs> I know. Texas says <laughs> he did have a convertible. TJ, stop lying to the people. Texas, what's a couple of your favorite U of L sports memories that don't include wins? 
for example, Lamar Heisman or Patino being hired in basketball? That's a good question. That's a very interesting question, yeah. I've never thought of it. It doesn't involve a win. He gave two really good examples, too. I mean, well, I mean, you could just say hiring Jeff Brom. I was going to say hiring Brom or Charlie Strong, maybe. I mean, the, the hirings kind of have to come. I'll tell you one of mine. It was, remember, we needed help to get to the Orange Bowl. And we beat, I want to say, UConn early in the day. And we needed West Virginia to beat Rutgers. Well, I thought that was it was West Virginia Pitt was the game that helped us. No. We oh. needed, West Virginia had already lost. So they were, or, no, we needed Rutgers to beat West Virginia. Whatever it was, okay. It was. I was being, thinking it was West Virginia had to lose to Pitt for so uh, and get upset. I thought. No, West Virginia had to beat Rutgers because because we had the tiebreaker with West Virginia, but we did not have it with Rutgers. That's they, true. They both had one loss, and Rutgers I think had lost to Cincinnati the week before. But so if West Virginia won, they were going to get to go to the Orange Bowl. If Rutgers won, we were going to get to go to the Orange Bowl. And poor Rutgers, they ended up going to like the Texas Bowl because the Gator went to West Virginia. Whatever, but it was a, they shouldn't have beaten us anyway. I know, he missed but the still, kick. But it was a crazy game. I remember like being so excited that night going out and chanting BCS to the bars, like all that stuff. That was a, a really good memory that did not involve us winning. Kind of a similar note, in 09, we needed we, – I remember it was an awesome day. It was like unseasonably warm in early March. It was the last weekend of the basketball regular season. And college game day was at West Virginia. We were playing them. And for us to win the outright Big East title, we needed Pitt to beat UConn in the beginning of the day, like at noon. And then we were playing the late game at 9. And it happened. Pitt beat UConn. It was the game where um, Blair threw Hashim Thabit over his shoulder. There was that picture of him like sort of like wrestling, maneuvering him mm-hmm. over his shoulder and flipping him over. And then like we get drank the entire day after that, got all excited, beat West Virginia. We won the Big East outright. That was a lot of fun. Um, and that technically before all the stuff before the game didn't involve a UVO win. I mean, does the three seconds where I saw the flag on the field where you know missed the kick count? Well, no, because I saw, <laughs> I saw the kick go wide. I'm like, yeah, there's a flag. I think, I think you and I were the only people who didn't celebrate. Usually, like <laughs> I am the one who sees that and like doesn't. Get, I'm like, it's coming back. It's coming back. I'm going nuts, and my dad is like, there's a flag. Like I was half celebrating when I saw the flag and was like, is no, it was bad. I mean, that little second, that that, didn't, that certainly didn't involve a win. As embarrassing <laughs> as it is now, too, because it wound up ruining Louisville basketball, my freshman year at Dayton, we had a Sebastian Telfair party when when he announced his commitment. <laughs> we were very excited to get Telfair. It was the start of Patino. I thought I was a geek. <laughs> it was the start. I mean, we drank heavily. It was great. Uh, it was very, yeah, we got known as the Louisville guys very quickly in our dorm because it was early in, in first Hold semester of college. the rest of Dayton, which was the Chicago, Southside Chicago guy. Everybody else was Chicago guys. Yeah, who did not care say. about. There was one guy on our floor who, like, loved, he's from Chicago, but loved UConn basketball. And I was like, get out of here, Tony. I still like, Tony's a good guy, but I, just get out of my face. Come on, Tony. Nobody else cared about college basketball. No one respects your decisions, Tony. And that was the same year that Rick Pitino left in the middle of the season when we were playing so well. And like everybody was like, we're holding a candlelight visual for Patino for you guys tonight. He's like, and they made a sign that said "R.I.P. Rick Patino" and put it on our door. I was like, come on, guys. But that was, I was very excited that we got Telfair at that time. Texas says, question for both of you: Who would? I have no idea what this. Who would f- fartles bear? Who would fart? Fight a bear? I'm not fighting a bear. I have no idea. I'm what not taking on a yogi or boo boo. I have no idea what this means. I can't I, I can't even read this. Texture says, L. Ellis said he will not yell or get on his teammates because it won't help because they are 2-16. and 16. 
these players have checked out. I think that's what he was saying. Well, he didn't say he wouldn't yell at his teammates. I think he just said— they, they Unless there was him. a different answer that we didn't play. Yeah, I mean, it was, what I got, they asked about talking trash, and he gave an honest and, and chuckled answer. I just—I don't think it's as, as black and white as that. I think that in the middle of a game, you should be able to, to show some swagger. If you, if you earn it, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, don't—you know, if you're down, if we're down 28 and, and you hit a three in somebody's face, don't, you know— Give yeah. the, don't give them the eye emoji, but you know, just but if you're in a heated game, it's close, and you do something that gets that crowd pumped up, home or away, I don't care. Yeah, I have no problem you talking a little trash, and you know what? Even if we get you a tea, let's get let's get the emotions flowing. TJ says, Trevor, tell me more about my first car. You're wrong. <laughs> it had manual windows too. The car was a lemon. My second car was a 2006 Solera. Not only, not really the cool type of convertible, but it was a great car for all the moving that a college student does. TJ's calling you out. Oh, I'm sorry. Second car, how long did you have the first one for, like, to drive to go pick up the convertible? Well, he said he get second one he said he got in college. So he had it for at least two years. When I, I told you the car I had in college, right? <laughs> I don't think he did. Yeah, it was the one I bought to, for, for 600 bucks and put the CD player in it. The Sabre. Oh, the Sabre. Yeah, whatever it was, yeah. And I got a wreck, like, two weeks later. Ah, TJ, I know you had that convertible when I met you, buddy. Texas, well, he came rolling up, looking like in that convertible. I mean, it was it was no Bob Domney in the yellow convertible, but it was still, you know, <laughs> Bob Domney's convertible. I love Bob Domney. He's the, I did a, he did a spot with the TV station over here one day. He just comes rolling up. I mean, I felt like it was like a Magnum PI rerun. Domney does it. <laughs> he just had. He did, Got the personalized license plate, the yellow convertible. Does he really? Bad. Yeah. Oh my god, that's, that's the that's the most believable thing that I've ever heard in my I mean, entire it's, life. Oh yeah. There's no part of me that doesn't believe that. <laughs> Did you say Domini? <laughs> With the license plate? Yeah. I think it said yeah. Dom does it. <laughs> something like that. Oh, yeah. God, that's incredible. <laughs> Bob on board or something. I don't know. <laughs> Bob number one. Texas. Well, at least we had a moment to laugh at UK. I guess that's what happens when we make fun of someone. They go beat Tennessee. Yeah, really. It's, it's probably about the truth. Texas Ian Baker Finch won the British Open and soon after couldn't break eighty and retired to broadcasting. This is true. I you could be making every word of that sentence, and I would. Sometimes I would. golfers are at the peak of their popularity. And Davis Love the Third kind of fell off a cliff. I after. remember that dude. Yeah, he was very popular for a short period of time, and then got really bad and got a bad case of the shanks. And never really got over it. What about the, the Trevor from South Africa? Immelman. Yeah, is he still around? Yes, not in any sort of like large. He's, he way. won like a Masters, right? He did. Yeah, he he's oh, he's older than we are. I mean, I was. Is he still playing? I assume he's still playing on the PGA. I, I feel like I hear him every now and then, but he's not. He's not doing much. Uh, no, he's 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 the PGA. He's he's on the commentating team now. Oh yeah, he's way gone. Yeah, he won the Masters in '08, so not that long ago, but. Fourteen years ago, but in golf, you know, you can play golf <laughs> for. True, you're right. You can be 26, win a Masters, and still be playing at a high level when you're 40. I mean, Daly won his like pretty much one tournament like 30 years ago, and he's still relevantly popular. Well, he won a few. He won a couple. Yeah, he's, yeah but he's mainly the PJ WGA Tour when he won it. Texas, I'm becoming irrationally angry about the great pullover that KP wears every game. He looks like an elderly divorcee going to walk at the mall for exercise. So we've got Star Trek person. We've got elderly divorcee going to walk at the mall for exercise. None of these things are complimentary. Maybe we just change it up a little bit, KP. Why does it got to be a divorcee to go mall walking? It doesn't have to be. Mall walkers just annoy me. The you, point you is, mall, people yeah, are. <laughs> we're seeing this more and more. It's not just the radio show. I'm seeing it more. Into, people are mad 
that Kenny Payne refuses to wear anything else besides who, the Star Trek outfit. Who, who was the one game he did wear different? Was it? We was wore it? all red for one game. We lost. Yeah. I think it went horribly. I mean, it's pretty much safe to say we lost. I mean, what game was it? <laughs> the thing is now, like, if you because I can't remember, he did wear it was. I he, wanted, he wore all red. It was right. Well, who did we play after Miami? Florida State. That's who it was. I'm trying to find every picture of him on a little sideline on Google Images is him wearing the same thing. Well, at least they're showing him and not Chris Mack on Twitter like they do on Twitter. They do. Well, it's also a lot of just pictures of him from his playing days, which I would. It was it was right around that Miami Florida State. Who did we play after Florida State then? That was the Western game that we won. No, it wasn't Western. Then it was either it was either Miami game or the Florida State game. He wore the. I think you're right. I think it was one of those two games. Because yeah. I remember. That, I think it was an away game. I think it was FSU. Because I remember we we that was something we brought. Yeah, because you were out the Miami week going into the FSU game. That was the week you were out. We had COVID. Yeah, and I remember bringing it up and ranting about the outfit thing as part of you know let's just do something different for the love of God. It, it is. I'm looking at it right now. This was the hold on. No, it, it was. Oh no, James Earl Jones. What's this trendy. picture from? Uh oh, check it out. No, it's, it was before Florida State because the, the picture that they're using for a preview of Florida State is him wearing the all, the all red. Oh, it's his 92nd birthday. Happy birthday. It was the Miami game. was okay. That game was awful. Didn't go great. I knew it was in that area. That was then, maybe yeah. the worst game we've had all season. Ooh, no, Texas Tech is still the worst. I think, it, yeah, that's probably right. 70 to 38 speaks, yeah. speaks loudly. That, that game was like 14 nothing before the four-minute timeout. 80 to 53 <laughs> against Miami at home was, was real bad. That too. was bad, too. That was another one we just gave up early in the game, and it was clear we weren't trying. Um, maybe but, we try, I don't know, white pullover. I mean, something. Maybe, maybe, maybe try, don't even try a pullover. Maybe come in a suit. I'm, as somebody who I'm is— I'm still up for throwing every, all, the, all the players and the coaches' staff wearing their throwbacks. As somebody who is pretty superstitious when it comes to stuff like this, my mind can't wrap itself around the idea of wearing the... My mind can wrap itself around the idea of wearing the exact same thing, but it can't wrap itself around the idea of wearing the exact same thing when you're 2-16. and 16. It makes no sense to me to keep the same pregame routine when you're off to literally the worst start in the history of a basketball program. Like, just wear... Wear, wear a wrestling t-shirt. Get, get him some Orange Cassidy gear. Get him, wear, I, uh, wear a championship belt. Wear anything different. <laughs> anything. Just see how it goes. Wear, wear a Joe's Crab Shack t-shirt. What's the worst thing? <laughs> yeah. Sell out. Let let a local business pay to outfit yes. you for a game. We need some money. Use that in NIL. I'd do it. <laughs> Let's get him a big X pullover. Let him wear yeah. it for a game. Kenny, if you want to wear a big X pullover. I got one you can borrow. Yours could probably fit, Kenny. You're both big guys. Yeah, because yeah, he's tall enough. Yeah, lengthwise, yeah. I think he could. Text says, I'm going to come by the studio and have one of Angela's delicious brownies. Thank you for that. I'm <laughs> glad that you got the reference when Trevor did. I didn't hear you say it. I did. The things move a little bit slowly here in Big X land, and oh, that's I, just the way we like it. I did not remember that. I, I know the episode. I just didn't know it's that reference. the video that Michael makes. I, I use, now, We that, say it all the time. That's the Biddy Hanna Christmas, right? No. Okay, that's no. the other Christmas. That one's one of my favorites. It's not a Christmas one. Oh, I thought it was because they were. I thought the brownies was part. Pam Beasley, not bad, not bad at all. I thought, I thought the brownies would were sure the brownies. They were fighting over the parties. No, and they had one party with karaoke and hers. That that's, like that's the episode, but it's not the episode where he makes. The oh, I got you. Okay. Speaking of episodes, real quick. Uh, apparently, uh, Selena Gomez is on TikTok with uh, the other members of the Only Murders in the Building. Okay. And she's basically announced that Meryl Streep will be joining the show in season three. Wow. That's big. Did you watch any of the... So they both hosted, uh, Martin Short and uh, Steve Martin, 
hosted SNL like last month. Oh, did they? You knew she was going to make an appearance, and she did. She made a couple of cameos, uh, but it was it was pretty funny. Season it two was moments. okay, right? See, I'd still never finished it. You never finished it? I've got like one episode and a half left. And Do you I, don't even know what happened? I don't. I, I bailed like right. I'm going to watch it eventually. Like, what the hell, man? I was clearly not that into it. If I can remember what happened, I'd spoil it right now. I swear to God. I know it's something that like is, is a crazy twist because you always bring it up. You're like, how can you not finish it? Like, I want to know what you think. The sad thing is I don't even remember what it was. That's, cause it, That's how you know a show left a mark. I mean, yeah, season two kind of. I paused it in the middle of it, like during the, I think it's the blackout episode. Which is like 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 yeah. before before so left. I paused for a couple of weeks too on it because it, it it took me a minute to get back into it. The text line brings up an important question. We'll we'll leave on this for the the segment. Do you know that it's not Armando Baycock, or do you just are you saying it purposely, <laughs> or is it one of those where you've said it wrong so many times that you just now don't know that that's not actually his last name? Well, maybe I maybe I do, maybe I don't. Because if it's a nickname for him, and you're just like you're doing it on purpose, then that's one thing. That's good. But if you legitimately think that's his last name, it's that's a different thing. Here's the honest answer. Okay. After the break. <laughs> <laughs> So she was married to a famous soccer player. Okay. And she has like a song out now that apparently is like just a revenge song that people love. And it's, it's all just like blasting this dude. And she shared today how she found out that he was cheating on her. She'd done like a, a tour, or like she'd been away for some period of time. And she got home and she noticed that the strawberry jam jar in their home was half empty. And she's like, he hates jam. <laughs> she's basically Benoit Blanc. Like she figured out all. She was like, done. That's how I know you're cheating. And he admitted to everything. Boom. Done. And now he's a social pariah, a national pariah. That says according to Wikipedia, she has two partners, but no marriage. So I'm assuming it was. Well, I just see him referred to as her ex. So. Oh, it had to be just putting the mouse on it. It looks like it's a soccer player. It's Gerard. Gerard Piquet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 11 years. He's Colombian. Before I that, can't... yeah, well, she's Colombian. Mm-hmm. Before that, she was with the guy for 10 years. Didn't. Who was the first guy? Uh, apparently an Argentinian lawyer. And the son of former president Fernando de la Rue. Yeah, he's the advisor of his father during his president. So he's, he's married, basically married to the, the the son of the president. Son of the president and a big time soccer player. Not bad. Shakira demands. When high did value. when did this song come out? When is it, I mean, uh, we were like in high school. I, I was in high school. I mean, I want to say like early two thousand. One hit wonder. No, Shakira's had a bunch of songs. Yeah, but you can't. She did the Super Bowl. Did she really? Yeah. 
I can only name you this song. She's a one-hit wonder. Well, she has a bunch of songs in Spanish too. I mean, well, they did a version about this song. I mean, "Hips Don't Lie" was a like number one song. Okay. Yeah. I think where I wonder where it ranked it. Okay. Yeah. Um, she is. Yeah, she had she had a brief period there where she had a bunch of you. It was when you were off the grid. It was, it was the aughts. That's when you weren't around. <laughs> I was trying to see if it did. So this the songs recorded by Chicago. I was going to say it would usually say number one. What's, what was the name of that song I just played? Whenever, for wherever? Whenever, wherever. Yeah. But they had the Spanish version, too, that was very popular. Oh, I'm sure it was. Vivido. Vivida. I mean, the Spanish version sounds pretty cool. It was cool. She had I that She Wolf Selena. song that was I did not like, but it was. I see She Wolf now just popped up on here. Yeah, it, it doesn't weird. say where it was ranked, though. Um, all right. You teased it. You, you got to give us the answer. Do you know how to pronounce Armando's last name? It's Baycock. Well, it's not. So are you doing that purposefully? Okay, here, here's. As a like, diss to him, or are you just do you just not know? Why would it be a diss? I don't understand. Um, she did MTV Unplugged. <laughs> this doesn't seem like the person I'd put on there. Um, no, honestly, it, it started out as the, I, I legitimately thought that was his name. Okay, and now it's just become a running thing. And now it's just become, yeah. You I do mean, it on purpose. Yeah, it's like, um, well, yeah. It's not like like with Kobe Cockburn, you know, like that's I pronounced it that way because that's how it's pronounced. He can call it, he can add E and call him dirty all he wants. It's well, still, it's not how it's pronounced. Well, it's how, spell it out, that's how it's pronounced, buddy. Sorry. I know you got teased for your last name, but don't blame me, okay? Just don't don't add an E to the end and call it dirty and make it fancy. It's not how it works. But but Baycock, I just yeah, I just now I just do it just because I think it would piss him off if I ever saw him. <laughs> Plus, he just kind of the name fits kind of more for him. You think he listens to the show? He's a goofy looking dude. He is. <laughs> he, just looks, he looks like he's like, good at basketball. He just looks like somebody looks like, like like the black little Nicky. Like somebody hit him in the head with a like a with a, with a shovel in his face. Now, Plumley Bro, number one. KRC text, but he's got a three-team teaser. I want to see if you agree or disagree with with Pony Bros NFL betting acumen here. He's got a three-team teaser. Chiefs, well, I don't like teasers normally, but okay. Chiefs minus two and a half. Eagles minus one and a half. Bengals plus eleven. Plus one eighty odds. Um, I like it actually. I really do like that. Yeah, plus one eighty though. I mean, it's not going to pay. Plumbing bro lock of the week, he says. I mean, yeah, if you're going to tease. Teasing's, though, that's like playing tennis with the net down. Hey, you make money. So what is the actual lines, then? I don't, I don't know. The teaser would be, well, yeah, because you could tease up to six points, I think. Because, I mean, the Eagles, I think, are like three-and-a-half-point favorites. The Eagles are way more than one-and-a-half. Yeah. I, I think they're, like, over a touchdown. They should be at least a touchdown. I think it's like if, seven I, if I had to guess, I would say Eagles are probably seven to eight. The Chiefs are probably seven to eight, and the Bengals are probably plus three and a half. I, the last, I, I know the Eagles were seven and a half yesterday when I looked. Sounds about right. Let's see. The Chiefs are eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eagles are seven and a half. Yeah. Bengals are plus five. Oh, plus five. Wow. Okay. So he's teasing. Yeah. And 49ers are a three and a half point favorite. Um, he also asked Scoots if he thought that he wouldn't have made this bet if he knew Eastern Michigan was going to be this bad. Scoots is a sleeper for this playoffs with Seattle, so don't listen to Scoots. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's got you doubled up right now in a $500 bet, though. Yeah, it's just because he caught me in a moment of uh, of, of high hyperness. Well, you made the you made the bet repeatedly. <laughs> you, had, you had multiple chances to back out. Well, I don't like to back down. I'm going, I'm going down swinging. Eastern Michigan, by the way, they play tonight. Oh, but it was tonight. They've got 
Kent State at home. Come on, Kent State. Ken Palm projects a 15-point Golden Flashes victory. Come on, let's sing the song Ohio together. Kent State's not going to lose to EDMU. <laughs> no, not. they're not. Send the National Reserves back in there. I saw Bates was 1 of 12 their last game. Who? Amani. He's 1 of 12 last game. 1 of 12 against in their 40-point loss to Akron. He's If Louisville gets Amani Bates, do they have more than two wins right now? Yes, but not many. And would the juice be worth the squeeze? Because I would feel like there would, be, there would be tension in the locker room. We'd be like 4 and, and 14. With people getting mad at each other, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. Now, Bates, we're also nearing the point where I think he's going to be like, I've proven what I need to prove. I'm averaging more than 20 points a game. <laughs> I'm on a four-win team. I'm ready to get ready for the NBA draft. I, I don't think he makes it to the NBA season. I'm, I'm holding firm on that prediction. In which case, the question becomes, can Louisville get to at least four wins and tie this thing up for you? Five. Tomorrow's a big one. Pittsburgh, they're a winnable game, a winnable team. I wouldn't circle Pittsburgh. Well, I mean. I think the four-game stretch that we have after Pitt is where you need to be like, all right, you got to get at least one here, guys. BC, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, Florida State. You got to get one of those if you're going to. How, how's the kid? Is he even playing the transfer to Pitt that we also turned down? Dior Johnson? No, he's been out the entire season. Oh, yeah, it's okay. So it's after his arrest. Yeah. Do you see the Darius Miles thing stuff at Alabama? I was going to say. I would say he, when you said arrest, I knew he got in trouble with the law, but it was nothing like what happened. I mean, was he? They got a fight over like some girl was ignoring him or something. Yeah, he did not. He was not the shooter they announced today, but he was the one who provided the gun. Well, that's that means still prison time. Of a, oh of yeah, a, yeah. I mean, you're, that's that's making him really much better, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's the whole situation is very bad. So the the girl was ignoring him and the dude, and he decided to just give a guy a gun to shoot her. I I don't have the details. I mean, in layman's terms, the kind of like all I know is he provided the gun. Is the story that came out today. Which is the whole thing is is insanely sad. Sad, yeah. I mean, I, cause I when I first saw it, I mean, I know this is a, a I'm sure a played out joke on Twitter, but the first thing I saw it was like the Clippers guy. Yeah, like I mean, that's because I didn't even know there was a Darius Miles on Alabama's roster, to be honest with you. And then, of course, when I saw the story, like everyone, like you know, people like that ankle doesn't look too bad right now because apparently he's been out with an ankle injury. Yeah, they just announced he was out for the rest of the year. Yeah, well, he's he's out. I mean, <laughs> injury or not, he's out for good. Well, yeah, is he? Yeah, they scrubbed him like before like, when the story broke. They, been, they scrubbed him from the roster on oh, the yeah, online they, they very picked quickly. Him out of school already. He's, I mean. It's weird. He's a guy who because people are talking about it, the much less serious aspect of this is what happens to Alabama season. Now they're number top five team in the country. They're playing. This is the best Alabama's looked in a basketball season in forever. He's a guy that even though he wasn't playing a whole lot, he's been in the program for three years. He was well thought of by his teammates apparently. And now you've got this. It's at the very least a a massive distraction. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I do kind of wonder if it has an effect on the, their team. But of course, that's much much less serious than the fact that somebody lost their life over something very stupid. Uh, but that's a crazy story. Crazy story. This is going to be crazy. I don't know why. I know this is going to be a flashback to what we were talking about earlier. I'm very nervous. Shakira only had one number one song, and it wasn't "Whenever Wherever." It was "Hips Don't Lie." Yeah, that yeah. song. The, the "Whenever." Uh, t- uh, stopped at number six. Hips Don't Lie was a big, was a big, big song. You couldn't, you couldn't avoid it. So she is a one-hit wonder. I just had the wrong hit. It's you don't know. Whenever, <laughs> wherever was absolutely a hit. It doesn't have to be. It's not one hit wonder. Is like for only number one songs. She had three songs that hit the top ten. The others were Beautiful Liar with Beyonce. Never heard. Of oh, that's right. And uh, underneath the your clothes. Yep. See, she had a bunch of songs that were top forty. 
Text says, as you get older, does life just keep trying to disappoint you more and more until you're just like, I'm done? <laughs> we yeah. said we said everything was on the table. <laughs> I mean, we said everything was no, on the table. No, I disagree. Just just because it, you know, make the most of what you have. Enjoy it. You only get it once. If people think it's stupid, who cares? You just have fun and enjoy the time you have here. Yeah. I mean, I've liked whether it be short or long. Enjoy it. Outside of the health stuff, I've liked getting older. It's I, I haven't had an issue with it. It's been. I mean, I've got to treat me well. Yeah. I mean, at first it's, it's, you know, gets old, you know, hearing the crickety, cricking, the cricking of the back and the knees getting up and, you know, having to wake up and pee three times. I don't have the bladder like I used to. And I pee like seven times a night. I mean, I've always had a bad bladder. I'm not me. I used to have a bladder. I'd go on a road trip. I could go. I'd kill for that. 300 miles. I have to pee. I've always been bad. Now I'm pulling over the side of the road every, every 50 miles to the, because I'm don't have the time to get to a gas station. Bring a water bottle, man. I never could do that. Could you? Are, oh, yeah. Veteran you could See, I've had other buddies that could do that. I've never been. You can't pee like a Gatorade bottle while you're no. driving? No. Oh, yeah. I can roll a joint, but I can't, I can't, okay. I can't pee in a Gatorade bottle. <laughs> I've never been able to do it. I, this isn't like me bragging like, oh, Mr. Three-Legged Race over there. No. I just, just it's never could get to work right. <laughs> I've tried. It was a mess. <laughs> Texture, you're going to be fine. It'll, things will get better. Watch Texter be like 24 years old, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's lost a little bit at 24. That's okay, fine. The best advice I have for you, buy Tums. Yeah. Or I keep a bottle of Tums by in every Ibuprofen. I, I take like 75 ibuprofen a day. Yeah. I'm, yeah I, same here. Ibuprofen and Tums are the two things you want the most. Well, now I'm on like 50 medicines anyway. So those, yeah, it's, it's awful. But besides the health stuff, getting older has been fine. I did, there's a part. The only thing that I miss, I, I, I was talking to Mary about this a while back because I haven't had a drink now since I mean I had to give up drinking because the hell stuff. Um, so I haven't had a drink in almost a full year. But there is like a remember when you would start drinking a little bit when you were in college or like your early twenties, and you get that first like little buzz, and you're getting ready to go out, and you're like, this could be the best night of my entire life. Like I, I could do the coolest thing that anybody's ever seen. I can meet the love of my life. Like it was just like anything could happen. Yeah. And when you get a little bit older and you're like going out to drinks with friends and stuff, you get that, that buzz after maybe like a couple of drinks and it's not, you don't have that feeling anymore because you know how the night's going to end. It can still be a lot of fun. Now at what point, but it's not unpredictable. What age are we talking about this? Cause like by 30, like mid thirties, me having a drink be like, I don't even want to go out and let's just watch like always sunny in Philadelphia reruns. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was married by my early thirties, so that changed a lot. I'm talking like college, like 21, 22, yeah, and then early twenties after college, before I started dating. Like, you, know, you, you just you, you have that feeling, like you're pre gaming at a friend's house. This could be the greatest night of my entire life, and now it's like this can be a very good night, but I I know where I'm going to be sleeping. I know who I'm going to be sleeping with. I know pretty much how this night's going to play out. It can be a lot of fun. But that unpredictability is, is gone. And there's a, a part of me that misses that. Again, there are advantages to each stage of life, and there are disadvantages to each stage of life. You just have to look at the advantages. Look at the pros. Yeah, you're Ignore right. Ignore the cons. In, in, my, in my 20s, I was delusional, not realizing that, like most of my the rest of my life, I'll just end up probably hanging out at home, eating a Marie Counter pie by myself, and watching reruns of Breakfast Club. Yeah, that's fun with that. Um, Texas says, Trevor is going to Rupp Arena next week. What a traitor. Are you going to rub? Oh tickets? yeah, I'm gonna be gone on next Wednesday. I got dynamite tickets. Oh, I was like, is he going? I to almost UK completely game? forgot. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm. 
catch the date. Yeah, I got to remember that. Yeah, and you need to watch because I have uh, ringside uh, hard cam seats. I went a little extra on these seats. Look at you. You're going to see me on TV. Are you going to be fighting wrestlers? Like, in throw something. Like, like, when, like, when they come, like, when they, when I say, I don't know, do you know, do you want to mean when I say hard cam? No. The, like, the, the, the view you always see from the side. Okay. And, like, that, they, that hard so basically, you'll be on camera more times than not. I'm not in the very middle of the ring side right there. I'm a little to to the right. Like when wrestlers come in from the crowd, like when John Moxley comes in, and he comes in like that little. That's where I'll be at, like that little corner area. Okay, I got you. But you should probably be able to see me on TV, uh, which brings the 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 topic: What should I wear? Big X pullover. I want to wear something like Big X or even Rutherford show. Like, can I yeah. get? Can I get can I get like a big like a new shirt with like your face on it? Yes. And like on the back, like it just says Mike Rutherford Monday through Friday. Uh, yes. Someone can make that happen. I can't. <laughs> airbrushes. Somebody. Do they have airbrushes? Do you remember? Airbrush? Oh yeah, they still I do. It. I had a Seattle Seahawks, Seattle SuperSonics T-shirt. I had airbrush made in Gulf Shores. Love that damn shirt. When we when we got married, we uh, we went to, flew into our honeymoon. The couple immediately in front of us on the plane who like deboarded right in front of us. They had matching airbrush shirts nice. that said just married. And it was our wedding day. Same exact day. Nice. Like, uh, 8-16-14. Clark? No, it wasn't. <laughs> and I was like, if you make me be friends with these people, I was like, we're not doing the, we're making honeymoon friends. Yeah. I was like, I, I will spend the entire honeymoon avoiding you. I was like, if you like, we're setting foot, I was like, don't even don't don't. I could see it in her eyes. She wanted to be like, Oh, we got, she got married too. I'm like, don't, don't start it. Don't open this door. We're not doing this. Now. Do you have, Friends, couple friends that you've only known since you were a couple. I don't think so. Just, I mean, I'm sure you have friends that are couples that are that you know you knew them individually, and then they became a couple with someone else. Yada yada yada. But like some, you do. You know, I don't know if I'm describing this properly or not. But like, like you married together, and you just now meet a couple for the first time. Both of you don't know who they are, and you become friends with them. No. You, you don't have any of those couple. No, I mean we've met like like, like I became like I consider a description of what you just described in a way. Yeah, yeah, no, we we haven't done any of that. Like we we I mean Mary had Mary was in like twenty one weddings before our wedding. She's got way too many friends already. For, for I've the, got enough to make friends. It clear she was she wasn't the bride at all. Exactly. No, she was she was in a, 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 a she was a bridesmaid in a ton of weddings. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean I think I was in eleven, which I thought was a lot, and then she's you know put me to shame. But I mean, like we've made, put me to shame. we've become friends with like, like I consider Jeff Greer one of my best friends and I didn't know him, I think before we got married, I guess. And like now we hang out with him and his wife, Elizabeth, but that wasn't like, we didn't meet them together. Like we hang out with them because I became friends with Jeff and then, and, and so there hasn't been no, like, like we're, although we are now entering the time and my friends are starting to deal with this now when the kids get a little bit older, where you start having to do the, I'm friends with my kids friends parents oh okay. and i don't another, that, i'm that's, dreading that's a way it to get an ex- yeah i'm dreading it i'm dr- i don't want any part of it i don't want to f- i don't want these forced friendships but the, it's coming have you had has mary ever done the um the the this is of course my, my you know i live my life off movies and television you do because i don't leave the house and has she ever done the one where she she makes you hang out with her like the guy that's dating like or married to her friend like you, you don't know the guy you've never met him she's friends with so-and-so and she's like you need to hang out with, you know, Barbara's husband. Y'all get along so great. I, I automatically go to a great Chris Rock stand-up where he, he's describing the situation. And then the guy sits down and goes, I like baseball. Do you like baseball? And then the other guy's like, I like baseball too. Let's talk baseball. I've, I've only been in that situation, not recently. Like When we first started dating, there were a couple of times where, like, she had a best friend that was in town at the time. She now has moved to Colorado. 
and she was always dating a new guy. And like, oh, we, you know, she'd want to hang out. And she would want to hang out with Mary, and they both their names were both Mary. And like, she had a different guy. Like sometimes the guy was cool, and other times he wasn't, <laughs> and it was just kind of screwed either way. Like there was that situation a little bit. I do remember when we first started because again, she's from Central Kentucky. She's from like an hour and fifteen uh, south of us. And one of the first times we were dating, one of her friends was getting married. And because, you know, they, everybody gets married like 22 in other parts of the state. Just just joking. But it did happen a lot, apparently. So they were having like a bridal shower. And the invitation said something like, you know, like girls bring your, you know, bring presents for whatever. Boys bring your, your, your guns for like skeet shooting or like trap shooting or something that, that I'd never even heard of. And I was like, what? I gotta go packing and eating this wedding. And Mary's like, I just don't know what you're ever going to have in common with these Springfield boys. And I was like, I could not agree more. I was like, I, I was like, I'm not going to this. I don't know what you want me to say. I'm not going to fit. I don't know any of these people and I'm not going to have my first hunting experience at a bridal shower. So no, it did, that didn't work. You're walking in like, Hey guys. How about that A-team, right? Let's go shoot some stuff. <laughs> let's, go, let's go kill some birds. Let's go kill some birds. I'm psyched. <laughs> That's how I felt if I had to go. That's how I would have had to have you had to memor- You would have had to have memorized that entire dialogue. It would have been so great. And nobody would have laughed. And I would be like, all right, well, I'm already the loser here. I've got no friends. Telling the story post that event is Rolo would make it worth it. By the way, Cesar says Trevor oh, good Lord. Trevor had the entire collection of monster bleeps, no cap, on VHS. Monster? The second word starts with a D. I don't think I don't <laughs> We'll talk about it off air. I don't get what that is. I know I know, I know what the, the, the word is, but I don't was that an actual movie or something? I have no I don't know what it is. Apparently I don't it, either. it was a collection that Cesar knows about that you and I, I don't, mean, don't knows know. I have about. a ton of VHS. I had a ton okay. of VHS days. Don't get me wrong. Taboo Tuesday is going as horribly as I envisioned. Oh, We've got another on. hour left. <laughs> We've got another hour left. The text line loves it, though. They keep just filling up. We'll take more of your off the wall text. It's Tuesday. Let's get loose. It's better than talking about this basketball team for any more than we have to. Um, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need the added details here. He was uh, giving descriptions. <laughs> we'll come back. Hour number three is in the way. Wait, keep it locked here or don't. On 1450 and 96 won the Big X. Right from the jump. Like, I would watch Pitch Perfect just because she's in it, even though I hate the movie. <laughs> I, I never got to understand. Rob Doss used to always, like, try to convince me to watch this movie. Like, he loved it. I don't hate it. I think it's very strange that they made, they tried to, to sell people on, like, Glee Club singers being the cool people. Because that's never been a world that's existed. The entire Glee era, I just, like, was I blacked out during it. I'm so glad. You you, you were off the path. I that. really did not miss High School Musical. Then what did I Glee. really? Yeah, what did I really miss in this like, like this blacked out moment of like, uh, of, of of the era I missed? What did I, I miss? 
I missed the return of like musicals. Oh, darn. There was a South Park episode where they're watching High School Musical because all the kids are like big into it at their school. And Carmen's like, well, this is it. If this is what's cool now, I guess I'm going to go kill myself. I've got, <laughs> I've lost touch with all of society. And that's kind of how. So like this happened when. <laughs> Carmen, I love you, bud. Because Glee and High School Musical and all this stuff was happening when like, I was probably right out of college. So it wasn't it was, all. It was two thousand less than ten years ago. Yeah, it was like oh eight oh nine yeah. twenty ten, like around that time, and I had no idea that it was going on. And then I remember I went to my to my buddy's parents' house to like pick him up. We we're going out to like bars, and his little sister, who was probably in college at that point, had all of her friends over to watch High School Musical two because I guess they'd gotten really into High School Musical when she was in high school. And I was like, oh my, God. I was like, this is a thing. And then I started seeing. Yeah, Glee became huge, and, and I knew what Glee was. I mean, I'm not. You know, I just remember Glee, the girl was like a cheerleading star, and she went to Louisville because that was her dream. I know Glee because A had Jane Lynch in it, and B apparently, it huh? It did, yeah, yeah. And then apparently, uh, a lot of the cast members have had issues since. So yes, they've had like, and two of the members have, have OD'd or something. Well, I remember the one female died saving her son on a boat. Oh, was that what it was? Okay, that was a couple well, years one ago. OD'd. I thought. I think that's right too. Okay, yeah, and, and I couldn't tell you any other person on the on, on the show other than Jane Lynch, um, and it was on Fox. It was. Which you know what? Strong start to the five o'clock hour here, li- reeling off the things that you know about Glee. You say what you want about Fox shows, and they can be bad. And they take chances. <laughs> At least they go for something original. I hate. <laughs> I kid too? you not. I'm watching NBC that's last. A hot night. take from 1999. Is, and I'm, I'm I'm getting commercials for the reboot of Night Court, which makes me would just want to put my head to a to a cement wall. Like it looks horrible. Like every, the poor memory, the, the 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 gone members of the original Night Court are just rolling over in their grave with this, this atrocity being made. And it's also made me realize that there's nothing on like network television that isn't just an '80s reboot. People have gotten lazy. I mean, I'm seeing commercials nothing for but for that Magnum PI. Which, by the way, well, here's the problem. Magnum PI now is boning Higgins in this new version, not in something I ever <laughs> wanted to picture. I, I did not know. That. I get they made Higgins a hot blonde, okay, <laughs> but just the outside perspective is to tell me that Magnum's now banging Higgins. It just makes me feel weird. Well, here's the the, the issue that TV execs are faced with now: the new generation's not watching TV, so you're not a, you're not trying to have things. That appeal to all different generations. You're going after the, you're going after the nostalgia for boomers and then people not, our age. No, it's not even nostalgia. People who were not even my age. It's for the ones that like that weren't even really. They were barely alive when it was out, but they think they're '80s kids, but they were actually born in like '89. That's the ones that that's who's for who think and, and, and annoys me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Stranger Things definitely appeals to nostalgia. I think they're they're making shows geared towards just people our age and older because younger kids aren't watching TV at all. Anyways, five o'clock hour. Welcome in. I don't have no idea how that started. Welcome into the Mike Rutherford show. I mean, Higgins if you're God. just joining us after work on your way home, it has been a we've made it a weird Tuesday because we uh, wanted to make it a weird yeah. Tuesday. I haven't felt great today. We don't have a whole lot going on in the world of Cardinal athletics because it's uh, you know, game day tomorrow. We haven't gotten a football commit. Money Montgomery news is a little bit old. You can only have so many. Hey. Is there any chance Kenny Payne's not the coach next year? Or what does Kenny Payne need to do to be better? How many, How many times can we do that? We don't need, we'll do that tomorrow, I'm sure. So we've avoided that. We've taken questions from you guys on the text line. We did talk a little bit about today's press conference. L. Ellis gave an answer that it has, I think, entertained some people, and also some people have seen an issue with it. And Kenny Payne also gave an answer that I'm sure if Devin Ree or Fabio Basilio are watching from home, we're not overly thrilled with. Uh, besides that, 
it's been kind of business as usual. So, well, I, I do have one question for you then. Okay, how many wins does Kenny Payne have to get, did not get fired? <laughs> Six. He's got to win four more games. It would it would make everything a lot more fun. It'd be mean and horrible. But it would make everything a lot more transparent if Josh heard, held a press conference tomorrow where he's like, I'm just letting everybody know. <laughs> the number. If we don't get to five wins this season, he's gone. Can we get a, like a stand-up like in Major League, but instead of the uh, the, the evil owner woman, it's, it's Josh Hurd looking mean, pointing out. It's just three pieces. It's, it's got a three. If we don't get these peeled, we're done. It's his head, it's his shirt, and it's his pants. That's it. Three pieces. It would make it make our be, jobs a lot more easier. We're like, all right. Cool. I mean, that would the, the the drama just going into every game. Every game, he gets the ACC tournament. We've got four wins on the season. He's got to beat I don't know Georgia Tech in a fifteen eleven game to keep his job. I mean, it would all. You'd have people who would be actively rooting against us. You'd have people who'd be all out for us. It'd be crazy. I mean, he was mentioning announcers. Like, what's on the line here? Not a chance to go to the next round of ACC. His job. For Kenny Payne, his livelihood is on loser the line. leaves town. I would <laughs> at least we have to stop answering that damn question. If we could take some wrestling tropes and put it into college sports, it'd be so great. I, I don't disagree. <laughs> it also would make things a lot easier for us, which I'm always good with. Uh, we have opening real quickly. We'll get back to the text line. We'll get all your nonsense in a second. I promise we'll get to as much as we can. People love the, the crazy Tuesday, the crazy weird Wednesday, taboo Tuesday, whatever it is. People love it. <laughs> Heisman odds for next season are out. Okay. Ooh, via bet online. I wonder. I'd love to write these down and see where we had a year from now. Oh, they're going to be terrible. Oh, I, there's a good chance that how many people are you about to name? I we I'm not going to name everybody, but there are a lot of. Okay, let's just say you name six. There's a good chance four of them won't even be in the odds next year. Oh yeah. I mean, who was who won the Heisman this year again? Was it Young? No. Uh, who won it last year? Who won, who won wasn't it, it Caleb Williams? Yeah, was it? Was yeah, yeah, Caleb Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I guess Caleb Williams was probably not was mentioned last going into the season though he probably was. I mean, Max was Dugan it? wasn't. Now I, these Heisman odds because I, as I just mentioned, Caleb Williams won the Heisman last year. He's back for USC next season because he can't go pro. You'd think easy favorite, right? And if somebody was going to be ahead of him, it would be a quarterback at a I don't know like if CJ Stroud was coming back, something like that from Ohio State or something like that, pro, yeah. right? But it's not. The Heisman favorite, according to Bet Online, I, I have to think they're doing this just to generate conversation. Probably. Is Drake May from North Carolina? I mean, you can argue it. He can put up monster numbers, but North Carolina is going to have to be really good yeah. for him to win. Too. People forget, people are like, well, Lamar Jackson won it with a 9-3 and Louisville team. If that Louisville team had started off 1-2 and two and not been in the national title picture at all that season, I don't think Lamar wins the Heisman. Plus, you have a lot of people that... that- don't think Lamar should have won that Heisman too. I mean, yeah, I mean he's, he won. He won convincingly. He won by a lot. So I, at I'm the not time, one they did. People, don't look at me. I'm just yeah. saying. I mean, there's, there's. But my point is, you still you have to have a team that is relatively close to the national title picture. I think to win the Heisman, at least at the time at the time that voting opens, which is where Louisville was deep into November, they just ended like crap. I mean, was the Horning the only player to win a Heisman on a losing team? Yes. I'm sure. I mean. I can't imagine how many times they've even close to 500 record. For it hasn't happened. Re- like RG three was at a nine and three Baylor team. Yeah, like they were as bad as it gets because they weren't. They weren't like Louisville. They didn't start fast. They had a couple of losses earlier in the season. Besides that, it's almost always a team that has nine or ten wins. Power program. 
Was, in the top 15, yeah, in Doug, the top 10. Doug Flutie's record at Boston College maybe was, I don't remember what they were. Like but maybe. Drake May is going to need North Carolina to be very good. I think if he has a shot to win the Heisman, he'll put up gaudy numbers because he's really good. But he is the 5-1 to one early favorite according to Bet Online. They've got Caleb Williams at second at 6-1. to one. And then a familiar name to us, third. Jordan Travis, transfer from Louisville at Florida State, is listed at 10-1. to one. Get that high. I mean. Bo Nix. Blast in the past. Oh, he was very good at Oregon. He's still there, still at Oregon. He is twelve to one. Michael Penix Jr. Indiana transferred to Washington, also twelve to one. And then also can't believe he has eligibility. He still does. And then Sam Hartman transferred from Wake Forest to Notre Dame. He's the uh, also there, the third twelve to one co fourth choice in these odds. The Penix, I think, is a good sleeper because I've told you, a I kind of like that coach name out there, Kalen DeBoer, who. Who was peanut, uh, was uh, Michael's offensive coordinator uh, at IU before he went to Fresno and now at Washington? Uh, he runs that, and they they spread out and run that wide open offense. So I wouldn't be. He's he knows that offense well. I think he'd be a nice little sleeper. They have they they give odds to Arch Manning, which is hilarious. He's at seventy five to one, <laughs> but the only other name DJ Uyunglele is at fifty to one. Um, Why would Devin Leary, the transfer to Kentucky? He's down there at eighty to one. He's getting worse odds than Arch Manning, which seems silly. But Who he's is that? Devin Leary. Oh, yeah. UK superstar. Yeah. Um, he's on there. Jeff Sims, Georgia Tech transfers at fifty to one. It's it, Quinn Ewers, the, the actual starter, is at twenty five to one. The actual starter is behind yeah. him. So you tell me the actual starter has worse odds than the bench than the back. No, end? no, he's got better odds. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. But I was just saying, yeah. It's still pretty funny. It's funny that both of them have odds, which seems dumb, but whatever. Uh, but there you go. Early Heisman odds. Speaking of just doing things for attention, the ACC Digital Network also put out its early top five, way too early top five. They had put a little video out there, and they've got Louisville number five, which I've got no issue with. But they've got Florida State, who's preseason top five in a lot of these early rankings. It's, they're almost in every single ranking ahead of Clemson. They've got Florida State at number four in these rankings. Which, okay, it's like, who's going to be better? Important football? Yes, in the ACC early rankings for next season. Oh, okay. They've got Louisville 5, Florida State 4, North Carolina 3, Duke 2, and Clemson 1. Now, I mean, Duke's got to be the product of the, the fact, but they're not doing divisions though, next year, right? No, it's one big conference. Yeah, so that kind of eliminates Duke a little bit. Now, if you're looking at this from a Louisville perspective, which we always are, Louisville is number five on this list. They don't play the number one, number three, and number four team on this list. And the number two team, Duke, they play at home. So, not a bad setup. If that, like, I think in most preseason polls, in the actual preseason poll, it's going to be FSU or Clemson, one, two in some order. Probably they'll, they'll probably still go with Clemson because it's the ACC and Clemson has owned it for the last seven years. I think three will probably be like, North Carolina, four will probably be like Miami. Miami will get a lot of love because they're recruiting well. They're bringing in some big-time transfers. I bet we're going to be right there at like five or six. There's going to be a decent amount of hype for this team. And with our schedule, we've we, we got a shot to have a really good season, I think, as long as some of these pieces that we need to get put in place wind up getting put in place. If everything goes the way I plan it to go, we will finish 10-2. Third in the ACC. 11-1. Second or third in the ACC. We could play for a conference championship, according to Trevor Kelsey. I think I think it's possible. All right. Uh, 502-414-1450, the Thornton sex uh, line. You want the I got, I, I got, you know, because you know I can't let things go, right? You can't. Uh, the the last Heisman winner on a team that won less, eight, less than nine games, 
George Rogers at South Carolina, 1980. The Gamecocks went eight and four. It's been a long time. I don't think it can happen anymore. Yeah, I was born. Um, God, Cesar just keeps laying out your porn collection. Well, I did have a lot, but that, that, well, first of all, I got a question for Cesar. That does not surprise me at all. Why? How? Why do you know all the name of the porn I have? He he's laying it all out. Like, how, like, were you like going through my collection? Were you going through my box, Boner Jams 01? <laughs> I mean, well, everybody loves Raymond's just a good show. Yeah, it was. I, just, it was, I tape it sometimes. It was, I had probably the Simpsons mixed in there too. But like, how, how do you know all the ones I had? Because you were taking them, weren't you? That's how you know, say, because you were stealing them from me. He says yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boards were easy because they always came in the different colored. Uh, okay, cassette. we don't need to know. Anymore. Like you had the orange cassette. Or we the, don't need to know anymore about this. <laughs> Texas TKU guaranteed. I'm so shy, man. Come on. I mean, we don't need people don't want to hear your porn thoughts at five fifteen on a, on a Tuesday. Let's ask them. I, I, I they they're already letting us know they don't. They also don't want to hear about me talking about peeing in a bottle. Apparently, either that also was made very evident on the text line. Texas TKU guaranteed an Eagles win versus the Giants. So what will you do if they lose to prove your confidence? What will I do if the Eagles lose? Yeah, to the Giants. Cry miserably. I mean, I'm, it's not good collateral for this. this. I mean, what, what do you want me to? You want me to do something to celebrate an Eagles loss in a game that I'm? They're saying you're so confident that the Eagles are going to beat the Giants. Yeah. What are you willing to say that you'll do if that doesn't happen? Um, shave my eyebrows. Ooh. I kind of want to see it now. <laughs> I don't think you look that different. And they grow so fast. I'm like Eugene Levy's illegitimate son over here. You, yeah, you'd look different. It'd be, it'd be, it, it, it would be jarring. But I'll do it right here on the show. We'll, I'll bring my clippers and we'll shave my eyebrows right here. All right, there you go. It's done. He's that confident. Texture says, "No, dear God, no." Okay, I don't know what that's referencing in the last two and a half. It's hours. a recent text, so it could be from the <laughs> eyebrows. It could be from before that. It could be. Could be porn, peeing in a bottle. Yeah, it could be. It'd be a great name for a podcast. Texas says, what would you do if your favorite NFL team picked Will Levis? Talk me into it, Mike. No. I couldn't talk you into it. I, I, I don't think he's going to be. And I know there was a lot of buzz about the Lions drafting Levis early in the season, and I, I guess maybe there's still a little bit with them at pick six, but they've got to feel good about golf at this point. Like they, I, I don't think they're going to take a quarterback with that pick. I don't. I don't either. If they do, yeah. Will I be upset? Yes. Because, again, the Lions, the only NFL team that has never drafted a Louisville Cardinal. Here's the thing. If you're the Lions and you say, no, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to go after the quarterback in this draft and not going after one of the big three, which is the Levis, Young, and, 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 and Stroud, then you go with Goff. The worst thing that could happen is that Goff sucks. You take steps back, and you focus on Caleb Williams in the next draft. Yeah. Yeah. Or somebody else. Or somebody else. I mean, You never know who's going to step up. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, the kid from Stanford supposed to be a defense prospect. McGee, McKee, whatever it is. You have, uh, you have the kid out of Washington State, Cameron Ward, who will be in that draft, who's got a lot of potential. You've got uh, Grayson May. McCall, who's coming back, who's May. I mean, yeah. McCall, by the way, went back to Coastal Carolina, in case you didn't see that. No, I did not see that. Yeah. Um, Texas says, we had this topic earlier, non-UofL wins – that made you the happiest as a U of L fan. Tough question. Today. Event. It was. It was good. We we threw out a couple there. Yeah. Somebody says UK losing to Wisconsin in the 2015 Final Four Ooh, good when one. they were undefeated is my favorite memory that doesn't involve a U of L victory. Which is that is a very good. Let's all be honest. I've gone and watched the la- the highlights of that video that game numerous times. It was the sweetest UK loss that any of us have experienced. We were all terrified because it's not just UK winning a national t- championship. Undefeated. It's history. It's no. 40 and 0. It's 
they get remembered forever. And the fact that it happened the way that it did was, was sweet. I also, I'll always save the the tweets because when I was doing the, the college basketball job that morning, I said, I haven't picked UK to lose all season long, including against Louisville. I think Wisconsin gets them tonight. And I picked it in my bracket. I had, I had Duke beating Wisconsin in the national title game. I totally messed up whoever the fourth team was. I don't remember that, but it was the best I've ever done at like projecting an NCAA tournament. Beat in the semifinal there. They beat Michigan State because they beat us. Oh, that's right, yeah. But I think I had somebody crazy coming out of that region before. I know I had us losing Northern Iowa because some lady said I wasn't allowed to celebrate us winning because I picked us to lose. I was like, come on. But that game, I mean, Mary's going nuts. I'm celebrating. I'm not even going to try to act like I wasn't. Our next-door neighbor, Pam, runs out, and she's like fist-pumping like oh, us for the other. It was great. When Sam Decker hits the three at the top of the key, I lose it. It was wonderful. I mean, when and when when Calipari pooped the bed and, and let Aaron Harrison just basically destroy their season. Looks to his bench and says, what do I do? Yeah, It's I a mean, bad moment. It's a bad look for Cal. That's why I don't understand why Kentucky fans always support my, my hatred of him. I don't hate Harrison. He's just a horrible player. But like they tried to defend him. Like he cost you an undefeated season. But yeah, but he also led them to the back-to-back Final Fours. No, which one was the point guard? That's Andrew, right? Andrew was. Aaron was the one who had all the big shots. Okay, Andrew was the one that cost him a, a final, cost him an undefeated season. He's the one they kept just going to the four, uh, clear out with him on the one down instead of getting the ball down the cat and just tried to let him put his head down and power his way to the lane and it didn't work. It's not so much his fault as it was the coaching. A little bit of both. He was a very good player, though. Clearly, the brother had the better genes. Texas says, why does Trevor kind of look like Mike McCarthy? Ooh, that's an insult. It is. Also, I'm Trevor, smarter than Mike McCarthy, I promise you that. Trevor, the Kraken just made history by yeah, sweeping baby. a road trip of seven games or more. They've won nine in a row like, total, I think. Get them cracking. They're they're rolling. Do you know? Do you know when they when they, they get pumped up to stay? I'm like it's cracking lacking time. <laughs> Texas, have you I'm all old. discussed <laughs> on three having Pierce Clarkson as their number sixty seven overall quarterback? Hilarious. I'd be more impressed if it was 69. They dropped everybody. So Except they, for Aaron Williams, I believe. On three ranked Pierce Clarkson as the 67th best quarterback in the country, according to Dave Lackford. They dropped every Louisville commit not named Aaron Williams or Adonijah Green to three-star status. On P. Just doing on P stuff. I mean, it's on three. No one takes them seriously. On shrooms. They're on drugs. <laughs> Texas, what if you were a Colts fan like I am? Could you talk yourself into Will Levis? No. I don't. I'm not just saying this as a rival fan. First of all, I'm a Colts fan. I don't think Will Levis is going to be like a fantastic NFL quarterback. I, I, I just don't. Either. I just think he's, I mean, I just, I don't know. I picture uh, Jake Locker. I mean, that's just, yeah. what I, I mean, that's just what I see from him. They want him to be Josh Allen. I think Jake Locker is probably a better comparison. He's, he's got a big arm. He's bigger than probably Locker, but I mean, still. Jake Locker was pretty big. He was like six three, six three. Yeah, was he not? That, I thought, but he, was he had mobility as well. I mean, you know, not not he's not you know Lamar Jackson out there, but his sneaky athleticism. Texture says, "Sounds like we got a commitment from a local walk-on in football. Picked us over UK. That's all I'm saying." Save this conversation for the celebrity text death text thread. Yeah, I think it's the kid from Eastern who I don't have his name in front of me, but a walk on offensive lineman from Eastern I know picked us over at UK last night. Okay, which is he's, he's a big guy. I think one of those guys. I, I do hope if we can say something nice about the former staff, I hope the current staff does the same thing that they did as far as they took a lot of walk ons locally, and a lot of those guys wound up getting on scholarship and really helped us. Um, I mean, Rumpurier is a walk on from Eastern. 
Uh, Mason Rieger and his brother, walk-ons from, I think, Manuel. Uh, Marshawn Ford, of course, was a walk-on from Ballard. Yeah. A lot of the guys who've played the biggest role in our success the last few years have been walk-ons from local programs who ended up earning scholarships. I'd love to see that continue to happen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with maybe you don't have to do a whole lot of them every year. I mean, that's kind of why we were our talent levels where it was. I mean, no offense. I mean, they're walking, but I, I would like to see them still. Yeah, anything. Honestly, just getting local kids onto the roster is well, however you do it is a good step for me. Texas says porn and pee bottles. No, dear God, no. Sorry. Not in that order, by the way. No. Texas says best non you win U of L event was hiring Howard Schnellenberger. That was a big moment. I was too young to really remember yeah. the reaction, but yeah, I mean, like, getting a national championship winning coach at a program like Louisville at that time had to have been just unreal. Thank you, Donald Trump. You, you realize that because Trump moving the, the USFL set the stage for for because Schnellenberger left Schellenberg Miami to, to coach right. the Orlando team, mm-hmm. and when they moved, when he took the job, then they moved it. When Trump, you know, couldn't they wouldn't let him buy the Bills, so he threw a tinter tantrum and tried to you know ruin the USFL to get in the league, and. He, that that's what led Stoneberger to not ever coaching that Orlando team and coming to us. I like that he always said because he said it multiple times. He said it and he said it on our radio show, but he also said it on an international interview. His biggest regret in coaching wasn't leaving Miami for that job, which would be an easy thing to say. Yeah. He left a program that he would turned into a national powerhouse for kind of a what was it a Orlando, pipe dream? Orlando something I forget. Who cares? But he was he was going to be like the head of the whole thing, right? He but he, so he tried. He took a, a leap of faith, and it wound up kind of falling on his face but he always said his biggest regret in coaching was leaving louisville for oklahoma i believe that which he said louisville when i was at a low place they took me in they welcomed me they made me feel like i was part of the community he actually very graphically described it on a radio show one time saying like they held me to their bosom and let me and i was like oh pipe like this is this is I don't know if I would use this, but it was great. Just hearing like him it. say it. It was wonderful. But a tear to my eye. He always said he, if he had to do all over again, he was pissed about us going to Conference USA because he thought it took us out of it, having a chance at playing for a national title, which he said has got to be the whole goal. I kind of agree with him, and that's why he left, but he said he always regretted it. In his one year, Oklahoma 6-6 six six led to the hiring of Bob Stoops. I thought he went 1-11 in his own, or 2-10 in his No, only he year. went 500. Went like six to six. I knew he got fired. For some reason, I thought it was worse than that. He only coached one season, went five hundred, and then they brought in Bob Stoops. I, for some reason, I don't remember because we played against Bob Stoops and Josh Heupel the year before their national title game, because we had scheduled the we scheduled Oklahoma because of Snellberger going there. He went five five and one. Okay, five, five two and five. Yeah. For some reason, I, for, I always remembered in my mind him going like two and ten. But I guess five five and one in a place like Oklahoma is good enough to get fired. Well, in year one. Oklahoma was also they'd been down for a few years. When Switzer left in 91, I want to say 90, they went through a little bit of downstretch in the 90s. Gotcha. And then Stoops getting there in 98 or 97, whatever it was. And then he played against us one. Hypos, uh, Stoops first year, we played against him. We lost to him. And then they won the national title the next year. He got hot with Hypos. Well, what Stoops did not replace, John Blake replaced oh. Howard Schnellenberger. He went 3 and 8 and then 4 and 8. And then Ow. five and six. He was three years between them. Stoops took over in '99. Okay, I knew I knew Stoops was late '90s, but I couldn't remember when. Yeah, I, I was thinking they were closer than that. I apologize. Texas, I started watching Welcome to Wrexham after hearing you talking about it on here. I finished the final episode last night, and I really enjoyed it. Even as someone who doesn't watch soccer, you really get invested in the team and the town, and you find yourself yelling at the TV for games that already happened. I kind of want to follow the team, but I feel like that'll ruin season two. I but, started doing it. I couldn't, I couldn't stay away. I wanted to see how they were doing. Okay, two questions. One, how many seasons are there out there? There's only one out there. It's 18 episodes. I, 
only one episode, so I don't want to start it. Maybe right they're doing now. another one, and yeah, like I, I, I definitely started following the team like in live time now. Cause I, I, I was like, I can't wait for. I think it's the last season start ended in October, so they'll probably start this one like in August, like late summer, because the soccer seasons end in May. That's, that's the thing. That's why. That's why I wait on a lot of shows until they come out. Like, cause even like, cause I was gonna ask you, which was better, this or Ted Lasso? I mean, different. Like you've got, it's like a kind of a sort of pseudo doc series that it, you know Ryan Reynolds and and Rob McElhenney are featured heavily too. So they do some interesting like TV stuff yeah. too. But Ted Lasso's you know scripted show. True. Um, but see, Ted Lasso, even I waited till after two seasons, and now I'm just sitting here just twiddling my thumbs, just waiting for season three. I like Way both a lot for different reasons. I probably say Ted Lasso, but it's close. I like Ted Lasso. I liked the last a lot. I hated the beard episode, Mr. Beard episode of those. Yeah, a lot of people did. I was never. I didn't hate it. I, I didn't. I liked the Christmas edition one, but the beard after dark one, I didn't like. They well, they basically they got so they'd made the whole season. Uh, yeah, and they added those. They two, added those two yeah. episodes because they got picked up for two extra. And they're like, all right, let's just make Which two I'll more. Which I'll be honest with you, they did it so seemingly. I, I wouldn't have seemingly. I wouldn't have noticed that you hadn't told me that the Christmas one was kind of out of nowhere, but I liked it. Uh, yeah. And then the yeah the beard after it didn't fit. I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people did. But well, they meshed it, it well weird. too because the one before he talks about him, like leaving and, and right. Like, I, I gotta go. Yeah. yeah, do what I gotta do. Texas Mike, uh, has your long COVID situation? Has it gotten better? Um, first of all, thank you for asking. It sucks. <laughs> like there's there's no way around it. I don't. I won't bore you with all the details. It was really getting better. Um, and yeah, you haven't got, had a problem in a while. Well, it did it, today, unfortunately. Well, I'm in a uh, while. I I definitely thought I was getting a lot better. You know, you kind of learn what to do. You you see other people that have had similar stuff as you, and they say what worked for them, and you try a lot of different stuff. And I thought I was getting better, and then we got COVID again in in December, and a lot of the stuff that had gotten over has come back. I'm hoping it'll go away faster this time. It seems to happen for a lot of people who get reinfected. Stuff comes back, but then they cycle out of it sooner, and they're back to their their baseline before getting reinfected. I'm hoping that happens again. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd had actually a few day, good days in a row, and then last night and today have been real bad. But um, uh, the heart stuff has been okay. <laughs> Although they don't really fully explain, it. they're like it's mostly good. I'm like, well, thank you, thank you for that. Um, When's it, have you had a doctor's appointment recently? Or? I mean, lots. Uh, and then I've I've got to go back. I have a, a mass on my liver, which they found out during a heart uh, MRI. They like, they're like, they're like your heart looks okay, but incidentally, we found this giant thing on your liver. So maybe get that looked at, which was great. But it's this is why I don't go to the doctor. Well, I know. I, mean, I feel like it's the same way. I don't want to take my car to the vet. Because I, 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 I was like you a lot. And this is why, like, you know, some people are like, oh, it's just, it's all these people. They have this, this crazy health anxiety. I've never wanted to go to the doctor. Like Mary, when we were getting married until I hadn't been to the doctor in like 10 years. And she was like, I won't marry you unless you go in for a basic checkup. Like, that's how I've been my whole life. I'd never went. And I think after that, I went like eight more years without going. And that's how bad things had to get for me to be like, I need to get stuff looked at. Well, just because, you know, they're just going to, I mean, they're just going to tell you 10 things that you didn't know about and you probably don't need to know about or what at least i don't want to know well about. a lot of the stuff that i found i definitely needed to know well, about. I guess so, so it's been but it's it, it, you get to a point now where you're like am i getting better or am i just getting used to some of this stuff and it's it's yeah it's, it's it has not been fun but we're soldiering through we're gonna be okay uh texture says there is a rumor that leah michelle from glee doesn't know how to read i remember that being a big internet thing I did not know that. Yeah, it was a big internet thing for a while. Is that like Nick Cannon can't read music? Texas says, I watched Top Gun Maverick for the first time on Paramount Plus, and I actually agree with TK. 
It's entertaining, but no different than any other generic war action Thank film. You. This is the first time that we've had somebody that has agreed with that take on your t- on the text. Well, because it's right. It's true. I'm not listen. I'm, I'm not saying you can't enjoy the movie, but quit putting this on this pedestal of greatness and love of God. I had somebody listen to the radio the other day talking about how it was better than the original. I still haven't seen it. Are you on crack? No, it's not better than the original. It's just your run of the mill sequel. I, it's it's Hangover Two. You think Hangover Two is better than Hangover One? No, but I like Hangover 2. I mean, you can like it. That's fine. You can be entertained by it. But, I mean, they're talking about making it, like, upper picture of the year. It's nominated, isn't it? Yes. Or or, or was for Golden Globe. Possibly the worst one to be nominated since Crash. Hot takes. Hot movie takes. Texas says... I'm making my tooth hurt. (laughs) Texas Shakira also has a song from Zootopia that's a banger. Texas says, the Spanish version that she has of End of the Road is awesome. Play that for a break. The Spanish version, like of the, the Boys to Men song? In I the guess. Road? I guess KP. Or I guess uh, <laughs> KP. I guess Shakira did it. I looked at the next text, which says, KP looks like Spock. <laughs> it's Star Wars thing. Star Trek. No, now watch out. Te- very next text again, off topic. Star Wars is vastly superior to Star Trek. <laughs> I like Star Wars more than Star topic. Trek. I, I, am pro, I am pro Star Wars. Over, I never got into Star Trek either, but. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to as many of these as we can before the end of this ridiculous show. It's ridiculous, but it's fun. We're, we're, trying, we're doing the best we can here on a Taboo Tuesday. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Keep it locked right here on It's not catchy. Can't say it's not. And the Jay Z song was on. I like the video of the guy getting out of a trunk. You know what I did? (laughs) Out of my head. Out of my head. It's a great song. It's a great pop song. No way around. Welcome back in. This is what I want my pop music. I, I want something I can Mindless sing lyrics with. set to a catchy tone that has great replayability. I don't know why. I get to the club in my taxi cab. Everybody's looking at me now. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's rocking kicks. She got yeah, to be She didn't know the stiletto. <laughs> it's definitely not a Louisville party. All right. Final segment here the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96 won the Big X. Cards taking on. Pit tomorrow night. Also, we've got Kenny Payne's radio show tonight. Who's going to show up? I believe it's going to be Kenny Payne tonight. I think that's the plan. He'll be on at 7 o'clock. If you can't make it out there, you can listen to all the Kenny Payne radio show right uh, on our sister station, 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. Uh, you can also catch it, I believe, on 93.9 The Ville, our partners in the Louisville First radio group. But 970 is the better. They're good. Do you, uh, it's a great signal. It is a great signal. 
Mm. I'd listen to it uh, any time anytime I'm in the car. The first time I ever heard this song. Okay. Did you ever, you ever play? You, you've been on road trip. You go road trip. I have. Um, you ever done like, I, I don't know, maybe you call it something different. I call it radio roulette. Where you just like scan. You scan, hit scan and you I let it rotate. Yeah, and love it. A lot of times in your certain areas, you'll start on one channel, usually a gospel channel, and it'll rotate all around and stop on that gospel channel again. You get one channel. So uh, a game we used to play on road trips, and I did this one of the more fun, fun time we had doing it, was uh, myself, um, Dugan Ryan, our boss, and uh, Rob Jones. I don't know if you know Rob or not. Yeah. Met him or not poor. Uh, former former co-owner of LES Report. Um, but so we're going out to St. Louis to watch, I think it was uh, Arkansas and Louisville that year in one of those preseason tournaments they did, the Reese Cup one. They played the very first game of that season. Uh, yeah, I think it was Arkansas-Louisville, I believe, right. And so we're going out there, and we decided we're doing this game where we're playing the radio roulette. And, you know, because it stays on there for, like, what, six, seven seconds? And the game was who can name the song and artist first gets the point. And I, first of all, got my rear in the head to me in this game. Not surprised. Because Dugan was nailing all the country channels. And then when we got to St. Louis, it was all, like, more modern hip-hop. And there's, there's Rob in his wheelhouse. You just need an 80s channel. I feel like the only point I ever got on any song and. Troy would love this one. Was Mercy Me? I can I can only imagine. Sounds about right. Which is the Christian song, yeah. I know. But the the point of the story is, is that we were coming back and they're playing the game. Still, I doze off because if I'm not driving, I fall asleep in a car sometimes. And I'll just never forget waking up. I never heard this song before. To hearing them this song blaring on the radio, and looking over and just seeing Dugan just like going at it like a twelve year old schoolgirl and Rob in the back singing along, as if he just written the song himself. Just they are going edit in this song loving song. it great song and i was like i never heard this. i felt like i felt like uh jerry seinfeld he woke up in tim watley's uh office like am i just actually seeing what i'm seeing like <laughs> th- th- i mean are they getting dressed are they singing miley cyrus like what is this it took over that whole summer the summer of miley it was now that, that summer and also the summer of call me maybe which was a great song yeah this not one, miley but great song. call me maybe i feel like was more down my throat than this song yeah. Like, I feel like it's somewhere. This song was actually written just for, like, a Walmart CD or something. Now, real quickly, because we got about 14 minutes here. Okay. My buddy Tally, Clay Tally, former Louisville soccer sensation. Yeah. That's what they called him. At his jersey. He wants to know, was Trevor upset that the basic premise from Top Gun Maverick is Star Wars shooting down the Death Star? you got to go through a small canyon. Hitting a small target is the same thing as not rising above the trench and hitting a small exhaust pipe. That's what he's saying. Uh, Again, I, I haven't seen the new Top Gun, so I've got no frame of reference. Yeah, I think you spoiler their tally for, for your buddy there. Man, that's what you said. It's like uh, transfer to Lehigh. <laughs> <laughs> I was more a fan of their rivals in Lehigh. Um, nah, honestly, I don't even remember. No, that, that, that part didn't bug me. I guess it was just the, the fact that everyone kept... Because I don't hate the movie. I'm trying not to hate it. What I'm hating no, is... Not. What I'm trying. What I hate is everybody talking about how it's so great. And it's just your average paint by numbers sequel. I mean, everything you see in a sequel where they basically take stuff from the original and just regurgitate it is in this movie. I all think it's the, better. All they, made, of, they made it better. All the way to the point where instead of the volleyball scene, you have a, a beach football scene, which is not very good. You have the forced love interest to Tom Cruise, who you have no idea who she is in the original. They never mentioned. She's like the, lo- the love interest that Ricky Vaughn has in Major League Two. It's like, what the hell is this girl? Like, where's the, the remember the time we had riding my bike? No, we don't. We never saw this woman in the first one. We never saw her thing about this woman in the first one as well. 
It's it's it is what it is. I think this is the thing that you're the most passionate about on this on the show. Really <laughs> gets on my nerves. It feels like it's better than the first one. Not even close. Texture says, since Mike's sister isn't here to give the listeners horror movie recommendations, I'll step up in her absence. Fresh on Hulu is a freaky horror movie with one of the craziest twists I've ever seen. I like that. There you go, folks. The name is? Fresh. Oh. <laughs> you were saying one of the freshest movies. Like, like, if you enjoy things. horror movies, yeah. check out Fresh on Hulu. That's I don't, recommendation thank you for there. those that do. Texture says, did you or Trevor watch The Last of Us on HBO? Pretty good early results. I've heard good things. I have not watched it yet. The, the, the trailer previews kind of enticed me a little bit yeah i, I kind of want to see it. i get a new i'm done with wrexham i need to find a new show now but um is is it like a whole is it still in progress the season again i have no idea I, I i can't make it clear i will wait a whole two years to start watching something if i can because i'll binge through it in one year or a whole year's worth of shows in, a, in two days and if i don't keep going i lose interest and i never sometimes come back you spent you haven't said this on air you spent the entire weekend rewatching all of stranger things not just the most no, recent no, season no just season 4 oh i thought you said you watched all of no, the no no i just rewatched all no, season 4 i, no. I was more I don't impressed there's enough time to watch all four seasons in 2 days well i mean i, I never put it past you when you said it i believed it i don't, yeah, I don't even think you could do that mathematically no i just watched season 4 again gotcha so a lot which by the way that's something i didn't even realize noticed it in the original watching of season 4 this is a spoiler if you haven't seen it yet. It's too bad. Close your ears. <clears throat> when when Max, you know, dies at the end of the near the end for the brief moment she does, mm-hmm. and the and the gates start opening. I didn't notice it cuts that dude in half. The the blonde kid that was fighting with Lucas in the attic. I don't know. I didn't either. Yeah, just like well, the, I don't really remember. Really. It just because you know the, the the lava thing opens up and starts spreading, and it just it goes right through him and just saws him in half and disintegrates. Um, I didn't know. I didn't notice that until the rewatch. Texas, did you know that basketball revenue is down two million dollars from last year? I don't know. If, can they determine that this early? I mean, it, we still have two months to go. What's down two million? Basketball revenue. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, all- attendance has been low. I assume people aren't buying as much merch. I assume the donations are probably down a little bit. Yeah, but the TV contracts usually kind of. Yeah, but I mean, that's still where you're going to get your money. Yeah, but it's just the difference from one year to the next is going to be on ticket sales and other stuff like that. So, I mean, that, look, there are repercussions for being two and sixteen in a place like Louisville. It, it I wouldn't expect it to be better. No, text that if Trevor hadn't been high, he would know that Penny Benjamin was referred to in the first Top Gun. No, she wasn't. I trust the texter. I don't. You you show me your evidence. I mean, I'm sure you say, I know I know the original Top Gun from front to bottom. I don't remember that reference. Texas TK's take on Maverick is really bad. It's a really kick-ass movie. It rocks. Sorry to hear about the health relapse, dude. Keep you my purse. Thank you. Thank um, you for your original thinking there. Why don't you just tell me what else the, the, you know, the, the internet tells you to think? Maybe people just like things that you don't because you don't like anything. I do like everything. <laughs> Texas, if you had a son who was a star basketball player, would you want him to play for pain? Well, not right now. No, I mean, <laughs> if you want me to be perfectly honest, no. I'd rather play for major pain. Where would you want to send your son to play college? Like, what coach would you be like? I'd like him to mold my son for the next four years. I probably would want my son, depending on. Well, no, my son would probably be a dumbass. Um, I'd probably want. I'd like to let him pick, but but let's say that you had a you had a choice. You could like say like if you're asking my opinion, son, I think this person would be a great head coach for you. Um. Like currently, right now, yes, in, in college basketball, I don't know. It's good, I, 
Nick Cronin? I was going to say, I want to say Alabama, but he's not doing real good. I'm keeping an eye on those kids. Well, yeah, kid just, <laughs> I just got arrested for capital murder. It's not exactly a feather in his cap. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Chris Beard probably off the table as well. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's good. That's actually, I don't know how to think. I'd really think about that. I, I don't, I've never put thought I mean, I, I want to not say this person because he's perfect, but Greg Marshall, Tony Bennett <laughs> at Virginia. Yeah. Tony Bennett could coach my kid. I'd be okay with that. Matt Pander could coach my kid. I'd be okay with that too. Randy I, Bennett at St. Mary's could coach my kid. I love Randy Bennett. Ted no. Boyle at Colorado. I'm, I'm just thinking of guys, Leon Rice at Boise State. I'm thinking of funny coaches. Todd now. Golden. Todd Golden absolutely could coach my kid. Oh, yeah. He might, I might let him adopt him. Go to Florida, kid. You're good there. That'd be all. I'd be all about that. Would you? Would you be if, if you? If what? If, what? If, what if John wants to go to UK? Are you going to be like, no, don't go to UK? Are you going to be that parent? It'd be tough. It'd be tough, but I'd have to be okay with it. I mean, you can't. You, you would. You would accept it, but you would be vocally not okay with it. It wouldn't be ideal. Like you'd be like, if it's your decision, you're doing it, but I'm cutting you off. Or? Look, let's say John's like a five-star basketball player in UK is back to being like early Calipari levels of everyone they get is going to be a millionaire and they're going to compete for national titles every year. Yeah, I'd have to be like, okay. Yeah, but he's going to be a millionaire. If he's, if he's at that level, he's probably going to be a millionaire regardless where he goes. But UK is like the it school. He wants to go there. And then I show up with a paternity suit. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's bringing up Penny Benjamin stuff now. Penny Benjamin was the Admiral's daughter in the original. The admiral that told him if he doesn't screw up, he's going to be selling dog, fake dog poop. Your boy stays there. Says in the early part of Top Gun, when a commanding officer is chewing out Maverick and Goose, he scolds Maverick for his history of high-speed passes. Uh, this causes Goose to lean over to Maverick and whisper the name Penny Benjamin into his ear. Wow, people are stretching on that one. Takes a sorry, Trevor. I believe she was referenced in the first movie as the daughter of an admiral. He, admiral he made a flyby on. Texas says, "Son, quit basketball and take up baseball to play for Dan McDonald." <laughs> He said Sam. Mc- he said Sam McDonald in this text. I'm just assuming he meant Dan McDonald. Yeah, yeah. I like that text though. Texture says I agree with Trevor. Top Gun is a lame excuse for the jet scenes, and then he has a picture of your face photoshopped onto Maverick's body. <laughs> my head's bigger than Tom Cruise's body. It's it, it's not a great Photoshop. I was gonna say Tom Cruise's my head's maybe way too big for Tom Cruise's body. Texture says TK, if you're complaining about regurgitation of plot, then you shouldn't shouldn't you be glad that there's a new love interest in the plot line? No, because the same just forced interest. Bring back Kelly McGillis. They, they wouldn't bring her back because she, she looks like Tom Cruise now. Texas says, yes, someone within the AD uh, department apparently leaked that $2 million number for lost basketball revenue. Thank God we're going after all these Juco basketball stars to save the next <laughs> season. This ain't late 90s, early 2000s Juco's these days. Yeah, it's not. Look, what do you, what do you want me to say? It's not great. There, there's nothing about this thing. We've almost made it this whole show without getting into one of these. Well, we have game day tomorrow. We can get into it tomorrow. It's bad. There's no way around it. That was probably, was, I guess, would that, would that have been the prime for Juco's late 80s or the 90s? Probably, yeah. I mean, Mitch Richmond, Larry Johnson. Uh, Last of Us apparently just had their first episode come out. It comes out weekly, so we're going to need to wait a bit, Trevor. And also check out Brock Meyer if you haven't, Mike. It's effing hilarious. I've heard great things about Brock Meyer. Brock Meyer first season is gold. It gets worse after that? Gold. The first season is hilarious from start to finish. The The second season fades very quickly. Okay. And I think it only does three seasons. 
But first season, just worth it. Hilarious. Going back to the best non-win U of L event, Texter says, how about Gene Bartow getting hired by UCLA, which meant that they didn't get Denny. Yeah, but Denny turned him down, didn't he? Yeah, but still, like, he didn't go there. Yeah. It was officially done. Texas, what are the odds that Bobby P and Jimbo get into a dramatic dispute this year? Oh, 75 to 80%. I think it's like 99%. I think the odds that we hear about it are like 75 to 80. Yeah, okay. Because there was— What are the odds that happens on the field? Remember, like, the whole— Because I'm assuming— 45? Are are we going to get a Kevin McBride and and, uh, uh, Buddy Ryan's uh, Oilers instant? It could happen. When they they start punching each other in the middle of this game? If Jimbo tries to treat Petrino like Saban, like, treated Lane Kiffin and some of these other guys back in the day, like, Bobby's not going to stand for it. Bobby Bobby won't take the—he doesn't have the ability to just swallow it, swallow his pride, and be like, this is what I do as an O.C., it's not gonna. It's gonna end poorly. I mean, the stories of Petrino getting into it with his assistants at U of L that did not get out when he was here the second time, where it was like every week. So it's it's going to happen. It's a matter of whether or not it gets so bad that somebody leaks it and we all hear about it. Best Tosh Point Two O skit was the Lane Kiffin. He was great. Show. That was because he looks just like. He him. does the Lane Kiffin call-in show, the Kiffin's Calling Corner, or whatever. Let's talk about your wife, Lane. <laughs> Texas says the kid from Eastern who just committed to us picked us over Lindsey Wilson and Kentucky and Campbellsville. Well, okay, Lindsey Wilson's got an underrated football program. The kid just wanted to stay local. Yeah. Sorry, UK. Texas, there's no such thing as a lame excuse for an awesome fighter jet scenes in Maverick. Cut out everything else and call the movie Jet Scenes, and it's still one of the best movies of the last year. I'm st- if you're that easily impressed by them, just go watch a Michael Bay movie and, sure. talk, and don't don't talk to me. Texas Brock Myers good till the last season slash third season. It goes completely off the rails then. But as a baseball fan, you have to see Brock Myers, Mike. You, you will laugh your ass you off. You would love. The, I'm telling you the first. All right. Do you know the premise? I, I just know he's like an announcer. Yeah, he's an announcer for the Royals, and he finds out like in the middle of doing a game that his wife's cheating on him with the neighbor, and just loses it. Okay, I like and that. He gets just hammered drunk and loses it, and then ends up doing like a like independent league team in Pennsylvania. And the Joe Buck scenes alone are great. <laughs> Texas, one of my favorite U of L memories that was not a win was when I went in my DeLorean and Josh Hurd fired Kenny Payne and hired Rick Pitino back. <laughs> Texas says Satterfield leaving Monday morning as a wake up call is already one of my favorite non U of L wins. I'll be honest, with you, that might be right up there with me too. You said the Braum getting hired, True, which is kind but, of the same but, thing. But, but Satterfield, that news of that like came out of nowhere. That's the closest I've come to like coming waking up as a kid on Christmas morning. Texas, did Kenny skip his coach's show last week to seal up a 2024 Juco guard? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. Texas, not to pile on the negativity, but UofL could have used Kelly's temps and hired someone to coach for $10 an hour who could have won 10 games. Well, about 10 games, but maybe could have won two already. Texas Nick Coffey on his postgame show last week said on Saturday said that two former U of L players who observed practice had very negative feedback about Danny Manning and the way he was running practice. I have not heard that. I have multiple U of L players who went to practice during the summer. They all, I mean, I said on the show, everybody who's seen practice said the same thing, which is like, it's not good. Like, this is not going to be a good team. I was told Denny Crum used the word sucks when watching one of the early practices, which made me laugh. But I haven't heard anything specifically about Danny Manning. But maybe maybe so. Texas, God forbid, a movie that 99% of people liked and most actually saw win an Oscar, LOL. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean it should be an Oscar. Texas says, Trevor says that others are too easily entertained but thinks that his porn is noteworthy for the cinematography. Hashtag TK bad takes. <laughs> 
What? Okay, I'm sorry. I, maybe I just like to see a different view other than the, the the dude's butt going up in the air. Okay, I like I like a little plot in my porn. Texas says I got an email from U of Athletics checking on up on why football season tickets haven't been renewed. I'm telling you, Josh is pulling all the right levers, man. Josh for Prez, hashtag brought Brom home. Brought Brom home. Brought Brom home. Um, you plucked on your porn? No. <laughs> he's like, I got four minutes left in the show. I almost got away with it. I've got. We have no minutes left in the like, show. I, he's like, I almost got out of another awkward question from Trevor. <laughs> We're done now. Uh, this, the show is over. Uh, tonight we've got again we've got the Kenny Payne coaches show at seven o'clock on nine seventy WGTK in college basketball. Kind of a light slate. I guess the biggest game here is going to be Texas, number seven in the country, on the road taking on Iowa State. Who proof that big time turnarounds after four or five win seasons can happen. They made the tournament last year after being abysmal uh, the year before. Now they're here at thirteen and three and a top fifteen team in the country. ISU they lost their starting backcourt last year too. They did. I mean they. They've got a hell of a coach. I like that coach, yeah. Iowa State, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Hilton Coliseum. Hilton Magic is it in full effect tonight for this Big 12 Network game at 8 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. What a terrible assignment. Who you got? <laughs> that faded as it started. Um, I haven't watched Iowa State actually play this year, but I do like that coach. I don't know a lot about what they got coming back. I'm going to go with them, though, instead, regardless. I'm going to say, I mean, Texas has been, they're playing. I think they're trying to get, um, Rodney Carney, that job. Not Rodney Ro- Carney? Not, not Rodney Carney. Rodney um, McGraw is his name. Yeah. The the Texas interim. I think, and that's my prediction. My prediction is that he's going to wind up getting that job when all is said and done. Um, Rodney Terry, I cannot remember. Rodney name. Carney's brother played at Louisville. I didn't know that. He has four brothers. All it was, he was brother. His other brothers were Rodney Slay, and. Um, okay. Uh, anyways. Okay, yeah. yeah. I I think that Rodney Terry winds up getting the job full time. I think they're going to win tonight. I I, I I don't know what to think about this Texas team. I think Iowa State's good. I think they're still a little bit limited. Give me Texas straight up. Hilton Magic doesn't survive tonight, but it should be a terrific environment. Uh, enjoy that. Enjoy everything else tomorrow. we got game day on the show tomorrow. Cards getting ready for Pitt. Can they get that first conference win? Everyone have a fantastic Tuesday. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock. <laughs>